This is Ari Shafir, Skeptic Tank, for the week of Monday, December 19th, 2011. Uh, I'm going to start um, dating these so people know when I record them, because out of context, you just can't tell. You know, if I've changed in junk. Um, this episode, uh, number 37, is with my friend Brody Stevens, or as he goes by now, Stephen Brody Stevens. Um, we talked about his short stay at the uh, UCLA, UCLA psych ward. He had a little episode. Um, earlier this year, and uh, I got to spend some time in an insane asylum. Not a full insi- asylum, but like, but like up there. It was pretty cool. I visited him once, and it was it was creepy in there. So uh, we just talked about that whole ordeal. Uh, my next storyteller show is January third. It's all school stories. I think we might call it like Schoolio or something like that. I don't know, but it's called the the series is called This Is Not Happening. So go to theimprov.com and get tickets. It's January third, eight o'clock. Uh, so far, Michael Costa and Kumail Nanjiani are both going to do it. I think Kumail is going to talk about some sort of school in Pakistan or wherever he grew up. I didn't even know they had school in Pakistan, so we'll learn something. So it's $5, and it's one of the funnest shows um, in L.A. to watch. It's really great. It's just stories from comedians about weird stuff that's happened to them. Um, and I think that's it. Oh, also, I got a sponsor. Um, for this episode and for the next few weeks, it's uh, adamandeve.com. It's a it's an adult website. <laughs> it's a porn website, not porn. I don't know. It's just dildos and 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 videos and I don't know sex toys. I don't know why they call them adult videos when it's just it's not adult. Kids are fucking at fourteen. But anyway, it's for sex. So it's adamandeve.com. If you can't spell Adam and Eve, I, I whatever, then you'll probably need this website. But regardless, go there. Um, they have a special deal. If you type in uh, A-R-I, that's my name, Ari, um, at checkout, you get three DVDs, a free extra gift, um, free shipping, and 50% off any item. Wow. Jesus. it's pretty good. Um, just use the code A-R-I at adamandeve.com and you get that. Uh, the reason I get sponsors is so I don't have to beg for money like a pre-Holocaust shtetl Jew, um, which I hate doing. Um, so that's it, everybody. Uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy Ari Shapiro's Skeptic Tech, number 37, The Nut House, with Stephen Brody Stevens. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ari Shapiro's Skeptic Tank. Uh, my guest today is Brody Stevens. Yes, Stephen Brody Stevens. What's the deal? You change your name and then change it back? Well, my name at birth was Stephen Brody, Stephen James Brody. Yeah. And Stephen Brody was a baseball player all the way up through college. But I never found my. I never what do you thought. mean that was a person that was out there? Well, that's what I was born as, yeah. Oh, okay. You were a baseball player. I played baseball. Okay. okay. Yes. I, exact good question. Right. I was a baseball player. So I never did any kind of comedy in college or high school. People may have thought I was funny, but I never felt funny. Yeah. And then when I went up to start doing comedy, the name in Seattle, the name Steve Brody, to me, just wasn't a funny name. No, and it I was, sounds, like, sounds like one of the Fall Guys friends. Yeah, like a stunt guy or yeah. something. And also, I didn't want to like let everybody know. That I'm doing comedy was kind of insecure about it. Oh yeah, me too. I didn't tell anybody. Well, I told people I was doing it, um, but I didn't tell them where I was doing it. 
Yeah, so I think there's a lot of insecurities, and maybe I was ashamed. Who knows? Like, I went to college. I'm nervous. I played baseball. Why am I not taking advantage of my communications degree specifically, <laughs> or why am I not working for a baseball team or a sports yeah. sports department? So I said, I'll be – I was actually J. Brody Stevens because that's my middle name, James. So I was J. Brody Stevens for like really? six months, and that was too confusing. That's too hard. That's too hard. So I dropped the J because that's my middle name, James, and I became Brody Stevens. And when I was – they liked they liked that name, Brody who, Stevens. Who, who? Just other comedians and okay. people. And even when I was in college, I did think about – Brody Stevens is way more unique than Stephen Brody. Correct. There's more pop to it. Yeah. And, yeah, I was Brody Stevens, but – I would just kind of cringe, and I still do to this day when people go, Brody Stevens, because I know deep down it's not who I really am. Oh. You know, I'm, I'm Steve Brody. I'm Steve. Do you think it has an actual like, correlation to who you really are? Like, I feel that way. I mean, uh-huh. it's in my head and in my heart. I feel like, not always, but when people like really buy into this Brody Stevens character, I want to say, you know, it's not who I really am. It's an extension. Sort of, of who you are. Yeah, sort yeah. of. So I would say maybe like the last few years, I've been kind of, for my, it makes me feel better to let people in on the joke. To reclaim Stephen Brody Stevens. Yeah, I go that, uh, I say that Brody protects little Stephen. So little Stephen (laughs) is protected by Brody. (laughs) And then, then you have Stephen Brody Stevens, and no, there are no other Stephen Brody Stevens. Brody Stevens, there's a few of them out there. There have to be, I'm sure. Yeah, it's like Stephen Brody Stevens, there's none. I haven't checked on the I bet internet. Someone in the world. I there's like so many people in the world. There's like hundreds. There's hundreds and like even thousands of people, and way more than that. There'd have to be somebody. Okay, let's say of all the people named last name Stevens. Yeah, there's a bunch of those. Okay. Very few actually are going to call the name Steven Stevens. Right. It's and not going to happen. And if it happens as a joke, the idea of their middle name being Brody is so specific. Yeah, the guitar guy for Billy Idol, Steve Stevens. Really? Yeah. So there is a guy out there, and he's famous. Steve, I think it's Steve Stevens. Yeah, you but Stephen, you think you're more famous than him? If I keep it up, what's his, what's his name? Steve Stevens. Steve Stevens. I think so. And yeah. Does he play, what does he play guitar for? Journey? Billy Idol. Billy Idol. Okay. Billy Idol. Yeah, it's like his original. I wonder guitar if you said guy. the name. Yeah. Yeah. So Stephen Brody Stevens anyway. to me. It's just kind of Stephen Brody Stevens. I feel better putting that out in the universe. Yeah. Number one, number two, it is kind of a, a catchy or a different name, and then I could play off at SBS, and people yeah. have seemed to embrace the Stephen Brody Stevens like moniker. Okay. But not everybody's in on it. Like certain people or certain clubs still call me Brody, Brody Stevens. Stevens, and I'll respond to Brody. Should I bring you up as Stephen Brody Stevens from now on? If I know you don't really care, but if you had your way, you can. Yeah. All right. That's I mean, I I would say about half of the comedians bring me up as Stephen Brody Stevens. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. But if I was to be like an actual show, I don't think I can put like let's say if I was playing a club somewhere out of town, I don't think um yeah, defined you enough yet. Much. Yeah. Yeah, and they're, with that name, it'd be like, wait, who? Yeah, they don't they don't know. But I have it on my Twitter, Stephen Brody Stevens. I have it on my Facebook, Stephen you Brody go by Stevens. That. Just go by that from now on, Stephen Brody Stevens. Yeah, maybe my next headshot. Yeah. I'll have Steven Brody Stevens. Because you look at movies, if you look at the credits, yeah. there's a lot of actors and people that work on the film. They're, they're aliases or they're like kind of weird names. They're just made up names? Yeah, yeah they're like, they're obviously this. not their real names. If you look at credits on... Dirk Maxler. Yeah. Or even like I saw that uh, on Community. Or no, Parks yeah. and Rec. Uh, yeah. Retta. 
She's, Retta. she's credit. I, I don't know what her What's last her name is. is. Just Retta. Oh, really? She uses her one name. She's like, fuck it. I don't care what my real name is. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what her last name is. Yeah. But on that, she goes by Retta. One I believe name. it's Retta the Joke Diva. Yeah. That's her last <laughs> That's her last name, the Joke Diva. The Joke Diva. Yeah. I'm happy for her, actually, because she's... Uh, she's always nice, that lady. She's always nice. She we used to do uh, Bruco together, the open mic at Bruco. Yeah, she did a lot of comedy. I think she like went away for a little bit. And... Well, she had she got a college, like college agent. She was like killing it on the road with that bit about singing opera. Yeah, just killing it at college with one bit. I mean, she had other bits too, but that was the one. Well, people remember that bit. Yeah, I mean, I think she did that on Comedy Central also. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But to see a girl like her being on TV and and making money or make, you know working, it's a yeah. good feeling because she's nice. Yeah, and also you see someone like that, and you're like, well, okay, cool. You don't have to be the most. Um, Attractive person in the like, classically attractive person in the world to get on a cool show. Well, why do we have to go there, Ari? Yeah, maybe we should. I'm trying Let's... to be positive. I, I'm saying it's a positive way. Like I know I'm sort of uggo, and so I'm like, you're well, right. when it you're was doing, negative. you're right. It was negative. Thank you. When you're doing comedy, honestly, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter what you look like. And yeah. I and I have problems with that because I'll watch TV shows occasionally or watch some of these comedy shows on TV and you go, oh, he's a good-looking guy or a good... But actually, they're not. There's like a lot of weirdos and freaks. Yeah. So if you watch, you know, the back... Not the background, not the extras, but like the second-tier guys. <laughs> no, but just guys like on The Office or... Uh-huh. I was just watching that the other night or Parks and Rec. People got credits? scraggly beards and their hair Oh, yeah. Well, The Office, perfect. yeah. They helped everybody out a lot. With diversity and... Yeah, with, with, like, let's get some regular-looking people. Exactly. Oh, I'm, I'm for it. Yeah, regular-looking people. people. I'm for, totally for it. What show doesn't have... It's very annoying when you see a show like Friends or something like that. We're like, wait, so everyone in your life is a 7 or above? Yeah. An LA 7 or above? That's no way. There's no way. That's how Friends was. Yeah. Everyone in their life. Not even just their, their five other good friends. Even the, their, who they go out with. Yeah, Except exactly. that Asian chick that what's-his-name went out with for a while. Remember when he moved on past Rachel? Vaguely. I didn't Schwimmer, want her. And then he dated some Asian chick. She was so plain looking. I was like, how did she get this role? I remember even then thinking like, what the fuck? Was it Sandra Oh? It wasn't Sandra Oh, but it might have been. Was it? Or it might have been Christian Yamaguchi. The, oh, the ice skater. Yeah, it might have been. Or uh, Charlene Yee. Or Charlene Yee, yeah. I was watching. The might have been that I person. mean, Seinfeld always had hot chicks yeah. on his show. Yeah, he sure did. At least Seinfeld and Kramer and George, though, were normal looking people. Right, George, and then Kramer's a weirdo. Yeah, and Newman. Newman was uh, interesting looking. Four, like Elaine was pretty hot. She was pretty. I used to jerk it to her when I was little. To Elaine? Yeah. When she was on Seinfeld? Yeah. I well, wasn't like watching Seinfeld and jerking off, but like I would use my imagination. Based on one of her scenes in the... Yeah, just look at her face. I liked the way her face looked, and I would just jerk off and think about probably boning her, I guess. Right. I don't think I've ever pleasured myself to a primetime actress. Oh, really? No. The weirdest one that I've ever done it to, by the way, is... Um, you ever see Clay Pigeons? Yeah, that's with Janine Garofalo and Vince Vaughn. Yeah, yeah. Janine Garofalo's in it, Vince Vaughn. Yeah. You pleasure yourself to Vince Vaughn? No. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, that's a separate movie from Jurassic Park 3. Okay. Um, but there was some chick that he's boning, that either him or River Phoenix or whatever Phoenix is boning... And she's super hot. She's showing her boobs. She's kind of riding him. It was just a yeah. really hot like shot. I yeah. remember like that was super hot and jerking up to that. And then a couple years later, I was at the comedy store when I started there or something. Um, early on, the first couple of years, and someone who worked the front bar. I was like, where do I know you from? And she was like, I was in Clay Pigeons. I was like, oh, I've already beat off to you. 
You said that to her? No, you in my head. In that? my head. I was like, I've met somebody that I've already beaten off to. I guess that's a good feeling. Yeah, it was weird and cool. But not like a porn star or anything. We're like, up. It's just didn't recognize. She's working the front bar at the comedy store. I mean, for me to like pleasure myself to somebody, there's got to be some kind of spark, like maybe a girl who's cutting my hair. What do you, you have to like them? Not necessarily like, but if there's some, she likes me. Right. You have to see a possibility of it going somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> and what if you to jerk off I to would, them? I would pleasure myself based on possibilities, not on, um, well, yeah, also if you've done it already too, you can always go back to that, but I wouldn't do it off just a sheer fantasy. Yeah. Let me put myself in that scene or let me be with you. Is more, it would more have to be like, I met you, we talked at the, say, uh, coffee shop. Or I talk, you cut my hair. I yeah. keep going back to the hair thing. but <laughs> And then that would make you be like, okay, I can jerk off to that. Like a regular run-in situation with somebody. Yeah, or even when I was younger, going out to a bar, to a club, and striking up a conversation with a girl. And it's just based off chemistry. Wow. Well, yeah, knowing that, That's you so know what? Than me. <laughs> There's a chance. Just give me a glimmer of hope. Give me, yeah. crack that door. I used to have a rule with myself that I wouldn't beat off to people that I knew because then that would somehow... Sully it, I guess. That could be weird. Or make it so that I've never... I actually like did people that. people in my school. Like high school. Yeah. Well, I think that's normal, though. High school. Yeah, too. but it's like I had these thoughts. I'm like, no, don't think about her. Think about someone else. Think yeah. about some celebrity. I mean, if you're what, a co-worker, that could be a problem. Like, yeah. I've, already, I've already been wow, with you. Wow, that's some sort of weird kind of revenge, isn't it? Where you're like, some co-worker doesn't like you, and you're like, guess what? I'm going to beat off to her later. That's yeah, that, you could use her. that as a... Uh, it's a power. It's yeah. a... It's a a hammer. Yeah. If you have a boss that you hate, but she's not bad looking, just fuck her in your mind. In your mind that night, and be do whatever you want to do to her. I mean, that is the ultimate. Your mind is in that. That is the ultimate payback. <laughs> but that can get you in trouble. Like if you are working with, um, you're working with some cute girls. How will it get you in trouble if they catch you doing it? Maybe. Yeah, I don't have trouble, but it's kind of weird. It would be awkward a little bit, like to talk to her and go, you know what? I've actually pleasured myself to you. Yeah, you shouldn't say it. That's where you cross the line. Right. Unless, unless like it's someone eat, you're even with, and just, you tell them real quietly so they can't report you or prove it. And just like, I've, even if the way you said it, I've pleasured myself to you. Yeah. Hey, I know it's weird, but it's uncomfortable. But that's what I wanted from you. You can't say that in the workplace. You, you'd no be uh, not you'd in the regular trouble. place. A even a TV club. show. Even a TV no, show. If you not work TV shows either. That girl you... from Friends sued for for sexual harassment. That right? She lost though. Oh, she did. If you're that. in the writing room, it's like everything goes. I read the employee handbook. They have, they're trying to be more corporate at the comedy stores. They are? Yeah, yeah. They put cameras up to make sure there's no, you know, nobody robs anything. You mean at the comedy store here or all comedy clubs? No, comedy store and comedy store in San Diego. So you're saying there's cameras here at the comedy store in Hollywood now? Yeah. Where? In the offices? Behind the bars, uh, hitting the stage, just because they don't want to, like a, a suit if somebody attacks a comic on stage. They want to prove what happened. So you're telling me there's a there's a hidden Behind camera the in the OR, the original room? Uh-huh, yeah. where, uh, where is that camera? You can't tell me? or know. It's not that hidden. It's probably back there somewhere. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. It's probably a good protection. Yeah, sort of, except, except uh, yeah, it is. Any, I would say anything. No, it is. It is. It's a turn, and even if it's not a turn, it's like okay. Well, at least we can catch somebody who did something really wrong. Yeah, some guy who jumps on the stage and yeah, punches or an a comedian, that steals a bunch of money, eh, whatever. They're behind the, the cover booths too. Yeah, I guess that's a way to go, yeah. big, big Brother, right? Yeah, sure. I'm a I'm a fan of Big Brother. So am I. If you're not doing anything wrong, you got nothing to worry about. Yeah, people don't want that. They're looking. They're, that's oversimplifying, us. but it's like, what do you mean? If you're pretty much law abiding, then sure, take my conversations. 
Yeah, that's how I feel. I'm a good guy. Don't put it I've out got there. nothing to hide. Yeah, like don't put like private conversations. Don't put it out for everyone to hear. It might be embarrassing. Yeah, but like, eh. but at a comedy club to make sure the, the workers aren't stealing, yeah. to make sure that the, the uh, comedy- comics have been rushed before on stage at the comedy store everywhere, but definitely at the comedy store. Why do you think? And comics have rushed audience members at the comedy store. There was some. There was some uh, story about Arsenio Hall. Uh, this is what Harris Pete told me once. By the way, just so you know, this, the, the the episode we're going to talk about um, the psych ward at UCLA. We are <laughs> get to that, yeah. But we're just we're allowed to talk about. I'm very open about that. Yeah, my time at, at UCLA was great, but we'll get back to that in a little bit. But so we're talking Harris, about Harris Pete. He used to work the door at the comedy. Yeah, store. and uh, uh, Arsenio Hall was on stage once, and so there was some heckle on the left in the booth to the left in uh-huh. the piano, and he kept saying something, and Arsenio was like. Open your fucking mouth again. You know, we just leave lost with the crowd. There's 27 people there on a Wednesday. Uh-huh. And one guy's making it fucking horrible for everyone. Uh, and he was like, open your mouth again from on stage. He goes, and I'll fucking, I'm going to like slap you with, you with bottle. my no, Slap you like with that. my fingers. He's got yeah, long fingers. And then the guy, um, he said something again in Arsenio Hall. I guess, I think smashed a bottle on the chair on the table and then rushed at him. Jeez. And they had to hold, this, hold Arsenio Hall back. And Harris said he was dragging a, an enraged Arsenio out of the room. Um, he had to go, show's still going, folks. Please welcome whoever the next guy was. Yeah. And everyone's looking at it and The show must go on. Yeah, he just kept it going as he's dragging a screaming guy out. Was this before or after the Arsenio Hall show? I think way before. So it didn't hurt him, that, that no. if you, incident? If nobody knows you, incidents like that don't hurt you. Really? That Kramer incident, Michael Richards, yeah. if nobody knows who that is, he gets famous two years later. So it messed up his career still. Oh, well, I haven't seen him in a comedy club since then. But he That's was on way. Curb Your Enthusiasm, and they yeah, did a whole episode on friends. it. Yeah, but they talked about the you know his issue with the black guy. Yeah, you know JB Smooth played the black guy, yeah, and they had great. a whole thing. It was great. So do you think after that, because he made amends, maybe, kinda? maybe. So hopefully, but people still like yeah, like they still relate that to him. It's not like people have forgotten it. What he needed to do was get right back on stage and right back into the stuff, so people just forget about it. But he did not. So the last thing he did that everybody really knows about is that was yeah. Screaming the N word at someone. I mean, you can't do that. You really can't. I've done things similar to that, but not with black people. Only with Arabs. Oh yeah, you can get away with it with Arabs. What, or Asians. Are you serious? Oh yeah. What do you call? There's like levels Muhammad? of racism you can get away with. Can't. Well, I, I had a, a, two guys in the back that were so annoying. These hecklers that were so bad. These Arab guys. I just wanted to hurt them. And really? so I knew, based on Arab lifestyle, because they had those thick accents, like they weren't from here. Were they from Glendale, Encino, <laughs> Detroit, Michigan, Dearborn? So I just started screaming about how they I forget what it was, their embarrassments and all just the, the negative stereotypes that I could think that I know would hurt them and their uh-huh. mothers are whores and oh, they're wow. pieces of shit. Uh, once I found out where they were, let's say Armenians because okay. those people are horrible. Um, let's say uh, uh, they're awful. Nobody Who, Armenians? Armenians? Yeah. Nobody likes Armenians. Not the Kardashian kind, but they're terrible too. But What do they say about Armenians? They're like, they're the... They're, uh, Latinos of the Arab world? The Palestinians of the Arab world. Well, yeah. yeah. They love comedy, though. Armenians, they love to they laugh. They come out. There's, so, there's plenty of good ones. It's they most, love to it's come out and ones, laugh. But it's like a full 10% that are horrible, and that's way too much. Yeah, okay. I most other races, that. the bad parts of that race is only like 3 to 5%. There's a lot of Armenians that beat their wad. Anyway, so I just oh, started. Geez. And they had to be dragged out, and everyone was laughing. It was going really well. Everyone uh-huh. else in the crowd was, was laughing, and then I remember turning to two black people in the crowd like, it's so funny when it's not against you, isn't it? Oh, that's funny. Um, and they laugh too, because obviously it is. Yeah, Arabs and uh, they can get you know they can get fired up, right? <laughs> the worst. They're the Ferengi from Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. <laughs> oh, that's who they are. Just to bargain with you for no reason. I bet it's please, buddy. Shut up. 
Just shut up. Yeah. Why are you wearing black on black again? That's her style. You're the worst. When you play cards with them and they beat you out of a hand, what do you think? I don't have ace-king, buddy? Come on. You think I don't have ace-king? And it's like, you won my money. Shut your fucking mouth. So you, you have like deep relations with, it seems like, with some of these Armenian guys. In your, well, you, you, I know you play cards. Are they big yeah. into cards? You yeah. deal with them but a they're, lot? They're bad people at the card table. Asians, they might outsmart you or not, but like at least they're just regular. Ugh, the Armenians are the worst to play with. Do you ever get... I don't, I'm sure you've talked about Armenians on your show before. Do you get negative feedback like, "Hey, Ari, just stop saying about Armenian people," or like, "We're not all that way. You better watch out." Or do you the, get any- if if I get any feedback, I put it in my mind, kind of like um, when a, when an elephant gets separated from her young ones. Uh huh. She's sort of like, mm-hmm. she doesn't have real emotions, but she has them down there. She can't express their emotions. Yeah, they just come out of sounds, just elephant sounds. Like, mm-hmm. so when Armenians get mad at me for making fun of them, that's how I feel. It is just. Basic animal sounds. Well, I'll tell you, I did a lot of audience warm-up. <laughs> I'm joking. It's not that bad. Yeah. It's kind of funny. And you deal with Armenians? It's kind of funny that the zoo, LA Zoo's by Glendale. <laughs> um, I did a lot of audience warm-up at Fox Sports, and we yeah. got every high school, every junior college, and I would say that when we would get Glendale Community College, which was a lot of Armenians, yeah. it was a different kind of crowd like the girls are very into like they just want to be taken care of and they weren't they were kind of like in a bad mood almost yeah whereas you'd get the latino crowds they loved it they, they loved it and they would love to you know don't and it was also they're very sensitive latino crowd i'm talking about audience warm-up and yeah. probably it equates but, to stand-up yeah they're sensitive they're they're with their girls so don't like pick on me in front of my girl Latinos? Yeah, yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah, they, that's one thing they're bad. They don't always shown up. A lot yeah, of times. and they're very protective, also of like Jesus. You don't want to do too. Say many. what you want about stereotypes, but some of them are true. I mean, obviously, yeah. some negative ones that come out of nowhere. But I've seen. We've all observed this for a crowd. If you see somebody from the from the stage in the crowd, you'd be like, "That guy's this race." They generally react more towards this thing. Yes. So be careful. Think about. But it. it's based on race. Also, their their age. Old Latino people aren't nearly as bad. Yeah. At getting raised as young Latino people. If you're a 27 year old Latino guy with your girlfriend, that's the guy who you don't put down. Yeah, exactly. Because he'll get upset, especially if he's big. Well, I would get these high school and college kids. I would get everybody through the best damn sports show. Yeah. yeah. And my thing was okay, got the Latino kids here. Uh, they can get sensitive. The guys are the girls. And don't talk about Jesus. That was my thing. Asian kids are usually Jesus. like too smart, they don't want to be there. But they can turn it on. You can like say, guys, just clap and laugh. You know what to do. All right. right. So we They'll would clap it. and They're laugh. And then during us. the break, I'll leave you alone. I'm not going to like try. Yeah, and- I never really see Asian people doing that snarky thing where they say something under their breath in the crowd, but not too much under their breath. So they know the comic can hear it. Like, this guy sucks. Just like that loud. And you're like, shut your fucking mouth. Yeah. They won't do that. They're, they're they smart. That. They they're smarter than yeah. me. So I, I go, guys, <laughs> clap and laugh, and then during the break, you want to do math, you want to talk, I'm not going to bug you, because I know you can turn it on and off. Yeah. And then you would get like the black crowds, the inner city kids, yeah. and they want you to freaking bring it to them. Yeah. They want you to get in their That's face and yell. That's part of their sense of humor. Yeah. And I also, I would get these football teams, so you'd get those guys too, and you can like, you can really like dig into them, because... They, they want to be told what to do. They're looking for direction. Yeah. And I, I never had a, a high school football coach say, hey, bro, you're being too hard on my kids. I never had that. They would like – because high school, you know, you got to sit up, pay respect. And I would always say, like, on our show, we have NFL football players, guys in the Hall of Fame. Don't you want to meet them and talk to them? You could, but you got to sit up and bring energy. 
So you give them like a little pep talk. I was great at giving pep talks at really? the best damn sports show. Yeah. I bet you would. I never saw you do warm up, but I bet it'd be fun. It's fun usually, you know, if you're I'm good at variety shows. If you were to say Brody, do audience warm up and I may have to get back into it, who knows? At say a sitcom which is four to six hours yeah. and the crowd is very down the middle. I would probably struggle. I'd be stressed. Oh, yeah, I bet. It would take me, unless they said, Brody, you got the gig. Do whatever you want to do. Yeah. yeah. You're, no, I don't care. Like, if you, it's yours for two years. We don't care. Just do whatever you want. Exactly. Then, yeah. I think that's everything. You can excel on people. There's no pressure on you. Yeah. Because I would have, I remember I did. Um, I There's did a chick I like now, and it's like texting her is way harder than texting some girl. That yeah, you got to think what you're going to say. You're just okay with. Yeah. You're like, oh, I don't want to mess this up. Instead of just like, yeah, just be yourself. You're fine. Yeah, and I feel that way sometimes with celebrities texting them or yeah, somebody who doesn't. You or email. About email it. is me hard. Me too. I had to write to one, and it's like you write back, and like, oh, you rewrite it, and you're like, I don't want to say the wrong thing. I'm like, why? Just write. If I write an email to you, I'm just like, hey, what's up, dude? Right. Or fucker. I'm not going to worry if you get mad at me using the word fucker or something. Right. But yeah, with celebrities. But these celebrities probably get a lot of email, and they're going to compare your email. Yeah, you get in your head. Yeah, you get in your head. That's the only problem. And you shouldn't do. And and I'm, you know what? I think that got me talking about being in the head. I think speaking of getting your head, yeah, that kind of got to me a little bit too. You know, being too thinking about what other people think. Oh yeah, I I let that go a lot recently. Like people can think what they want, and if they think, like I used to think, I saw some old comics that were like forty one, forty two, and like single and still dating like younger girls. Sounds like me. And I remember thinking, <laughs> I remember when I started, I remember thinking like, oh, that's so sad. They don't have a wife and a family. But then later, I'm like, oh, oh, no, I totally get it now. Yeah, like, I mean. It's, it's great to fuck 23-year-olds. If you, Oh, yeah. It's, that's a great thing. If you can, it's completely yeah. legal. It might be a little more empty, but there's still a very big positive to doing that. Definitely. I, so it's like, that guy shouldn't care if I thought he was sad. He's happy. So it shouldn't matter what some young comic thought of him. Yeah, exactly. That stuff used to handcuff me. So you would you would feel you'd you'd be sad for the guy you'd yeah, say who was like him, yeah. forty-one who was with a hot young chick, yeah, because he wasn't married. Because I was way more conservative back then when I moved out here, uh-huh. and so then it was like I just saw that as like what I thought of as a version of success in life was to get this family. I was like, well, you're not having it, so that must be sad. Well, that's an I think that's an American standard uh-huh. is you want to have okay own property. Be married and have yeah. a child. And so then if you're not, you're like, oh, you must not be. And I would also think of someone who's my age and even now, and like, you don't have a house? How can you not have a house? And I'm like, no, there's plenty of renters. I just grew up in a house, so I thought that was the version uh-huh. of reality that you had to get. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I think here in Hollywood and in this you're world an and in the comedy world, it's it's a different world. And yeah, and that's probably why I feel it when I see People younger than me, people not in the business as long as me who are like set for life. Oh, yeah. That's what kind of like stresses me out. And I shouldn't do that. It's because you feel like you're falling behind. But really, their progress has nothing to do with your own. Their artistic development and the rate of it has nothing to do with yours. And is there room? Because if you hadn't known about that person who shot to the top, like an Aziz or a BJ Novak or something Uh that kind of came and quickly was like really doing really well. uh, If you hadn't seen them, you wouldn't feel as bad. So just because they exist doesn't make your work any worse. Mm-hmm. Or if a bunch of shitty people started joining the scenes and going nowhere, you wouldn't be better than them. You wouldn't be better than you normally are just because they're worse. Yeah. it's the Comparing is hard. It gets what gets yeah. me. Like I see, God. And I, I'm struggling. You know, I don't have loads of money anymore. Not that I ever had loads, but I had money where I didn't have to worry. Now I'm starting to That's worry. It's like worrying when you're, when, you're, when you're fucking, I don't know, eating something and you're worried about someone else eating something better. Yeah. You're like, just enjoy your fucking... Enjoy like what Jonah you have. Says, enjoy your burrito. Yeah. But 
it's still like, yeah, it's something I got to work on. Yeah. I need to, obviously I need to get some therapy on that. Easier. Or not watch. Yeah. Yeah. You know, all I need is like one little thing. Oh, picks Those me up. Those things still bug me a little bit when I know people are assuming things about me. Like if I used to bother me when people like saw those amazing racist clips and was like, oh, you must be a fucking asshole. You know, you must do this all the time or something. I'm like, no, I don't do it all the time. It's a fucking prank I did, like for a joke. Uh huh. But it's like, who cares what they say? Is that still up there? The amazing yeah, racist. I put it on my website recently. And do you Already get great. do you com. get negative uh, trash yeah, sure, feedback on it? Yeah, but who cares? It's fine. It's like all right, it's not for you. You just you didn't quite get the joke. But what about the industry? Nah, they don't Hollywood. care one way or the other. You've only had like you told me. I mean, I think have you had, have you had any like? Actual- oh, I have had problems. Yeah, one commercial. Uh, 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 no, that was one commercial. Like a uh, casting place wouldn't couldn't call me in anymore. So, but that the trade off is okay. They didn't call you in, but now you've got this great podcast. Oh, yeah. You've got your CD I got coming fans out. out of it. And honestly, here's how I feel about it: if I do something that I find funny, then I don't really care what the repercussions are. Uh huh. If I really find something funny, then it's like I'm just I like creating funny things. And so, if a lot of people don't get it or think it went too far, it's like all right, it's not for you. Okay, what if you're but doing? But a lot of people really got a lot of enjoyment out of those, and that's all I really care about. Okay, what if you're doing something funny? Yeah. Whether you think it's funny or just came out that but it way, hurts someone, and it kind of irritates your your support system. Maybe somebody around you, you're stepping on their toes, or you're. Well, I don't. Want, I don't want to put someone through like personal pain, mm-hmm. like what Tom Green did to his parents. You know. Yeah. That that and I laughed like crazy at that, but I can understand people would feel bad for the parents, like they didn't sign up for this. Yeah. But. I mean, I. But that's just his preference over my preference. I wouldn't like to hurt one of my friends or something. Really put him out too uh-huh. much. See, I feel like I've hurt some of my friends, not necessarily with the comedy I have done, but yeah. maybe uh, as a result of the comedy I've done and the the mood I was in. And this is kind of getting on. Your like, friends all care about you. We got how are we twenty six, twenty seven minutes into this, and I still haven't topiced out. I usually start right away the topic and then meander. Are we meandering at this point? Or we, yeah, think- we have yet to get into like the psych ward. Oh, the UCLA psych ward. UCLA psych ward. I mean, I can talk about it. I've talked about it on different shows, and it's a it's, what it was like and stuff. Yeah, I mean, from what I remember, it's a little bit of a blur. But well, were you dosed up? Yeah, I was on meds, but not. Okay. I mean, I'm on these same meds now, Depakote and Seroquel. Yeah, and they're basically just to kind of really keep you down. Just still trying keep to find you out down. Not down, but keep your your thoughts. You, if you have manic thoughts, or you have like, uh, uh, it's mostly like manic thoughts and yeah. going up and down, and like you having like I don't have voices. I don't have voices. No, no, I'm no. not schizophrenic. Oh, uh, people must think that right because they didn't see you. They don't know. They're like, I don't know, psych ward. Maybe he's heard voices, but you didn't at all. No, I didn't hear voices. Here's what I want to know: is like what, like the the actual ins and out of the actual place. Like, was the bed comfortable? Yes. Could you raise it and stuff? Yes. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I had my own room. Beds you could raise all the way up so you could sit up? Yeah. That's fucking rad. I would love one of those beds. Uh, you want to flip out? I'll call the cops on you. 5150. <laughs> it was a single though, right? The bed? It was a single. That's a negative. Um, I couldn't get radio reception. so that was No bum- radio reception? Why? No, I tried to have like a transistor so I can hear radio. But the bed was, um, you know, electric and it would like mess with the with the oh. signal so to get radio i had to go out on the roof which we got only like 15 minutes you every... went on the roof don't they, well, they have to a... put psych ward patients on a roof well you can't jump it's oh, okay. i think oh, okay uh you would get that's what get, i want to know you would get roof time or whatever they would call it break time so i could listen to the radio like out the there. yard in prison 
Yeah, kind of. Wow. They had like a they had a ping pong table. They had really a, uh, a like a stairmaster out there. They <laughs> had to work out if you wanted to. You wanted to work out, but I was so I was losing weight. These pill. Uh, I was on my regular diet. Yeah. I was losing weight, losing strength. So I really wasn't into working out. These pills, Depakote and Seroquel, they're not really conducive to exercising. Such activity. No, and it gets in your bone, not your bones, but you're very sore, your joints and your uh, your muscles. You get sore, stiff. That's part oh, really? of. I think that's part oh, of one of the annoying. side effects. That's gone down. Oh, always side effects with these things. Yeah, everything good. There's a side effect. Fucking aspirin tears your inside your stomach, your stomach out. out. It can. Yeah, there's always side effects. But I would like to. Yeah, they're taper, tapering me down. But these meds, even something as great as abortion sometimes result in women feeling bad. As great as a. Yeah. Even the small side effects, like women feeling whatever. Positive energy. We're positive. Good. We're doing Keep it positive. Okay, you were in. I went to visit you once. You did. You visited me. I don't even remember. Really, you don't. Wow. Who'd you come in there with? Because I asked you to talk to me, or vi- you, and you like wouldn't talk to me. Like the because first day, the, the I first, called out. The first, not the first day, but after it became apparent to us that the, you need to be in there for a little bit, just until you figure out whatever. Like you were having an episode, whatever it was. It's fine. You're fine. You're totally cool now. Nobody stopped liking you. Right. But like it became apparent like, oh, he needs to not have contact with everybody so he can rant. He needs to start, I, I saw I can see I pre I appreciate your your uh you know, you you and I think Steve Ren is easy. It was guys. hard for me to do it. When you called and I said, Brody, I can't talk to you, you need to listen to the doctor. That was <laughs> very hard that. to say. Because you wanted to hear what was going on? No, because I, I knew you were like bothered by it and you were like, Fuck you, Ari. Fuck you. Yeah, I was very I was belligerent. Yeah. You think you're anything, you're nothing. I'm going to ruin your career. I said that. I, and I know that was just you lashing out because you wanted someone to fucking help you. Yeah. I, I know you didn't. I like, lashed out at a lot of people. Yeah. And I want to say that wasn't me. Yeah, that wasn't you. We all know that. It's like. How some did you people, have access to a phone? They have a pay phone in there. So would you have quarters? You'd, I, you, they had a, uh, you'd call out. They had a desk phone where you could use a cell phone. They, yeah. had a, they had, If you want to accept a call, yeah. you could get it on the pay phone in the hallway. And if you wanted to call out and, and say. There was a pay phone in the hallway for people to talk pay to. Pay phone in the hallway. Did you ever see anybody standing next to an IV holding the pay phone? Like uh, standing next to a rolling IV thing? Nobody had IVs in okay. this place. This was That's more people talking to themselves, people addicted to pills, people who were cutters. Yeah. With me, I honestly think I just needed a vacation. I could have gone to rehab. Maybe. Brody, you need to go to rehab for what you're doing. Or okay. Sands. Sands in Jamaica. Is that what they call it? No, it's just like a resort. A resort. Okay, yeah. sandals you mean or something. Sandals, yeah, that's what it was, not sands. Yeah, I felt <laughs> like I knew I was on a comedy bender. I knew I needed something, and I even told people, I go, look, I can't keep this up. I know that I'm kind of wired right now, Yeah, but I'm not – I never – thought that I, I i was going to be suicidal or yeah. homicidal i yelled at thing, some guys but, but it escalated at some point from less mania to more to more so it wouldn't necessarily stop there and here's the weird thing about the brain that i figured out just like when girls are on pms and they know in their heads that no no this chemical change in my body is making me short-tempered so uh-huh. i should be careful of that they it's there's but they're like brains are telling them no, no you're still angry that guy's an asshole Right. He's not, he doesn't have his shoes tied. Fuck. Like, yell at him. Yeah. I couldn't have my shoes tied. No shoelaces allowed. No shoelaces allowed. No. Nope. Worried about people doing stuff to him? Yeah. Did you make friends with anybody there? I talked to a couple of the girls in there. Uh, I talked to a couple of the guys at first, and the, the first one I remember that um, 
forget their names. Who? But okay, yeah. But some other people. Matter. You had your own room. Had my own room. But like other in, uh, not inmates. Inmates. Other, yeah, inmates. That's what they're no, called. No, patients, I suppose. Patients. Uh, everyone had their own rooms, and then there was a common area where they would have the TV, magazines, art, arts and crafts, and yeah. uh, they would bring the food out. The food was actually pretty good at UCLA. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask you about that. I ate there once, and Mitzi was sick, I, but it wasn't the psych ward. It was just the hospital, UCLA hospital. It was the same. might be the same thing, but the food was good. I would have a lot of apples and orange, um, apples and bananas, and Why? I lost a lot of weight. Did you get Jello at all? Uh, I picture Jello being served a lot. No. With like fruit inside of it. No, they had actually like good. I would drink a lot of Gatorade because yeah. these uh these vitamins they're not the vitamins. The pills make you uh, dehydrated. So drink yeah. a lot of Gatorade, ate a lot of apples, bananas. So I was. I mean, I felt. I mean, good. I guess I, I was because I got off Lexapro. I was fine. Yeah. I was fine in Ireland. I was fine in Montreal. And then I got sick. I think from the travel and from all yeah, these yeah, things whatever. happening. Yeah. I'm all, That's what triggered it. It's yeah. not like this came out of nowhere. Like Brody's uh, lost his mind. No, I stopped taking. You always it. had a lost mind, but the stuff that helped you stay. Sad. Dude, I t- I'm on pills too. And they're like, "What happens if you stop taking them?" I'm like, "You die. You kill yourself, or whatever happens to you happens." Well, I was not on. I was not on uh, meds in college, and yeah, I was and not then on, at some point. I wasn't either. I probably should have been. been. I would have been a base, better baseball player. Maybe some roids. Uh, yeah, something. But I think if Going I back honestly, in time, if you could go back and do it again and take roids through high school and college, so you could be a better pitcher. I don't know if those make you better pitchers, but I would have definitely. I think I would have uh, been on an antidepressant or something like yeah. that, Ritalin or whatever it was. If I was on that in high school and college, I think it would have made me a better player. Because, yeah, I get nervous. It takes me a little. I'm a yeah. slow. I'm. I, I don't just slow, jump right in. I'm like I test the waters and look. I did. I've done 2,000 audience warm-ups. Of course, the first couple times I was nervous. And, of course, when I went to these shows, like I was telling you, like when I would fill in for a – do a show, it would like uh, make me really nervous, and I wasn't myself. So I think because I'm hard on myself and I'm very in the moment, it's a good idea for me to have a little something to take the edge off. You know, I'd like to find out maybe there's something natural. Once I'm – once I taper down on these, I'd like to get on some kind of natural program. Uh, yeah, that's the problem. Everybody thinks like that's not natural. It's like whatever. Your brain's a little sprained. Just take some pills. Yeah, it's just like it's just like anti-inflammatories, like ibuprofen. But I want to get to the point. No, where I'm, but but why get to the point? If you had a fucking broken leg, yes, you, you wouldn't be like I want to get to the point where I don't need what an inside. Metal rod in my in my leg anymore yeah like it's just yeah you weren't born like the same way as everybody everyone's different yeah who cares in depression some gir- girls need to wear high heels all the time because they're five feet tall mm-hmm. and they have to but they can't be like i just want to be tall on my own well that's just not gonna happen not gonna happen so who cares if you wear heels or extensions yeah or if you have to take propecia to keep them going bald well i was taking lexapro and it was working the only thing i didn't yeah. like about it was like i couldn't drink alcohol so much and it would make me pee three, four nights, three, four times a night. I'd have to get up and go pee. That was it. Other than that, I felt like it worked. And I could probably have used some talk therapy, I think, especially with a lot of things that were positive things that were happening to me. Yeah. And dealing with that. So I think I had a lot of triggers. I think the travel, maybe the pressure of uh, this HBO thing, maybe Let's the excitement it. of hosting TMZ on top of being off the Lexapro. And then you factor in people are saying, Brody, you're not being yourself. And that kind of like poked at me a little bit. Oh. And I go, guys, I am being myself. 
So when you got in there, you were kind of sort of rageful against what people were saying about you? When I went to the house. Yeah, when you uh, got in there for the first time. Yeah, I was a little upset. What do you think was happening when you got put in there? Like, were you like, what the fuck? Like, let me out of here? A little bit, yeah. I wanted to leave. I didn't try to escape or anything. You didn't try to escape? No. Did you think about how you would if you wanted to? No. I, I, there's no way I, I walked out. in there and I considered it immediately. Leaving? Well, no. If I needed to be in here, if they put me in here, I needed to get out. How could I do it? This yeah. Like, would I have to stab a guard and wear his <sighs> clothes? I thought I was going to be in there for three days, 72 hours, and they're going to let me go. And how long were you there for? 17 days. 17 days. Yes. That's a lot longer, especially when you don't know when the end is now, because now it's day four and five, and you're like, I should already be out. Yeah. I felt like I could have been out earlier, but I didn't say, you know what? They want you to say the right things, even though you might be feeling something else. They want to hear that, okay, I'm not going to freak out at Starbucks and yell at somebody. I'm not going to fly off the handle in public again or whatever and i understand that's what they want you to say not that oh i was uh i got off my lexapro and it caused me to freak out they don't want they want to, he thought the doctor they need to say the right things in order to let you you got to say the right things and what do they can they tell if you're lying is that a deal yeah they uh, probably because I, I i had a chance to get out early after this i i 72 hours and had another one and he said no we're going to keep you another five six days yeah and then it went on a hunger strike 24 hour hunger strike you didn't eat for 24 hours yeah i was pissed i felt like i should be out of here come on yeah. i'm fine I, I know a lot of the guys around the store and the comics in general were like what the fuck they, you know we got to go visit they're keeping him in there and i was like guys his car didn't just happen to break down in front of ucla psych ward they're medical professionals <laughs> Really right. good medical professionals who are saying, we think this pe- person, this patient needs to stay in here. I'm like, I'm not smarter than the guys who work as doctors at UCLA psych ward. No. They're smarter than me, especially yeah. about psychology. And I trust the doctor. Yeah. Even though he said going off the Lexapro was not what it caused. He think he thought I had a manic episode yeah. based off the other stuff, all these other things. And my thing oh, was, interesting. I think like it's unrelated. the Lexapro. I don't know why he doesn't I would think, think so too. But you, I don't have no idea. You don't think so? I would think so. Yeah, everywhere you read. caused the manic episodes. That's what triggered it. Yeah. That's what made me susceptible. Susceptible. Yeah, that's what. It didn't cause you to have manic, but it, it's just susceptible to having all these things going on for you, and like one or two negatives could throw you over an edge suddenly. It's yeah. Like, it's like HIV. It makes you more susceptible to disease. AIDS. You had HIV or the brain. Yes, HIV or the brain. Now I'm on uh, AZT of the, the brain. Of the brain. I thought, I, here's where I thought I would get out because you go in, you have to buzz you in, and you have to stay in a center area until all the doors are closed. Yeah. And there's two other doors. And once those are all closed, then you can get into the passageway you want or yeah. the two doors. I would never try and sneak out. I'm not that. I, I snuck in what a phone. What if you were there for like three months? Yeah. Well, maybe at that point. But you snuck in a phone? Yeah, at first. Well, I had my friend have a phone. Who? I forget who it was. Might have been. Was it you? No. No. Yeah. I had somebody bring a phone in and take some pictures of me. Benji. Maybe it was Benji. You don't remember these things? I remember Benji. I think yeah, they Don had you came doped in. up, huh? Yeah, I mean, my memory's kind of wow. whacked right now. You were there when I was there. Yeah, you were present. You were still a little bit like you were just like backtracked for like a day. Mm-hmm. You're like, no, these people did it to me, and people were like, no, 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 no. Yesterday you were saying, I think you would just backtrack a little bit. Like yesterday you were saying, you get it, you understand why you're there. Yeah, I was a little bit in a haze, but I'm gonna yeah. say again. Yeah. On your podcast, Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank. Thank you. I think what triggered all this yeah. was me stopping my Lexapro yeah. cold turkey. Yeah. 
It's because you're super not supposed to do that. Even when you're getting, even when a doctor says, "Okay, I think you're done with," I take the cipramine or whatever it is. Even when you're done with that, you don't just stop. You uh-huh. cut down 25 milligrams every four days. Yeah, and I, I didn't do that properly, and I was on a good run. I was on a good roll. Yeah. I went to Ireland. I'd never been there, and I did well in Ireland. I'd TMZ. never been to the Montreal Comedy Festival. I did that. TMZ, I knew I was going to host. you never been to Montreal? No. It was fun, right? Yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. We had fun up there, and nobody up there said, hey, Brody, uh, slow down. You're acting out of control. No one said that, and I felt good, and... I knew I was going to come back and host TMZ, so I was excited. And then when I hosted TMZ, and I also did the UCB Theater on their Tuesday night show, which I never close out. I got to close out the show, and I had a good oh, show. Oh, really? Did you close out? Yeah. And then Who'd I did you go the, after? Uh, I don't know, maybe Bob Odenkirk or something. Oh, wow, that's pretty Who knows? Big there. But I normally would host or do an early spot, but this one they let me close out. Yeah. And I was, yeah, I was kind of euphoric. But when I started getting... People say, Brody, what's wrong with you? I just kind of like lit a fuse under me. Like when my friends are, I don't know what's going on with you. Yeah. And I was saying, guys, that I'm made fine. it worse. Yeah. Yes. And people are like, ah, but you seem different. So, like, yeah, I was getting. It didn't it, look like regular celebration to us. Right. It looked like something different than someone just having a good time and just letting off steam. Yeah, it was probably like letting out a lot of uh, demons, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. But I was getting good feedback on Twitter. I was doing this stuff on Twitter, and the people on Twitter were kind of like, "Hey, Brody, a, keep yeah," because they're like, "Keep it up." It's they like the world, it. and they're just pushing you more into some category in your brain. Yeah, I was getting good fall. I was getting good feedback on Twitter, so that kept me going. And then I would get phone calls or texts from my friends, and based on those, yeah. I would go back on Twitter. So people would see these jumps on Twitter, like this guy's losing, this guy's going crazy. But I was also responding to people you who were, were twittering me. so much. I know. So much. I know I was. It was like it was like 30 times an hour. It was a lot. My fingertips were hurting me. Really? But I knew I Your had an audience. fingertips literally hurt you? From yeah. Time. I had ice my fingertips. That's why I think a lot of celebrities are going crazy because of Twitter. Because they Twitter? get instant feedback and most of it's positive. People just wanting to kiss up. Not kiss up, but like, I'm a fan of yours and I like you because of that. And so most of the response I get is of a fan. Mm-hmm. So people think they're awesome, like Ashton Kutcher, whoever. Right. Because all these people are like, yeah, you're great. Fuck that person who wronged you. And yeah. they just take your side. So you never have to look inwards. You just be like, yeah. See, all these people are telling me I'm right. But that other person you guys are in an argument with, all their fans are telling them, fuck that other person. Yeah. You're right. You know what? Um, Nobody looks inward. I think, you, I think you, you hit the nail on the head. I think a lot of it was Twitter. That, yeah. that, um, that, that form of uh, social media, it kind of like pulled me in. Yeah, and that was people. Yeah, it was a, it brought me in, and it was an outlet for me. Maybe I should have just blogged. Who knows? Who but knows? I probably would have said some of the same things. But Twitter was like right there for me. You're one of the big reasons I don't, I don't follow anybody on Twitter anymore <laughs> because it was clogging your your feed. Because it was clogging my feed so much. I like to keep it like a hundred people or less so I could sort of see what everybody's saying. Um, and so that means I couldn't follow five hundred people. So I'd like decide. So if somebody's being unfunny for like a month, I'd be like, all right, enough. But here's my thing. With, here's them, my thing with Twitter. I have a goal on Twitter. What, yeah. I want to get twenty thousand followers before I do twenty thousand tweets. And I think once I do that's just something in my head. I'm gonna for do no that. Reason. I'm gonna pull yeah. back. It's like my baseball stuff. I got my baseball out of my system. People would ask me, say, five years ago, yeah. Brody, can you can you still pitch in the majors or can you pitch professionally right now? And I would go You're forty, there's no way. 
Well, five years ago. Oh, right, right. When I was in my late 30s, I would say that I don't think so. And I, I don't care because I, I got everything out of my – I throw on the side. I'm happy just throwing with my friends, playing catch. I got it out of my system. So I feel like this Twitter stuff, yeah. once I um, achieve what I want to achieve, I'll, I'll get done. I'm not – you know, I have like a little bit of OCD. I'm a little bit of that kind of guy. I, I'm looking at things that the regular people aren't looking at. It's just like a little scratch that sure, I, that I totally want – Sure, cool. A little itch that I want to scratch. It was just so much that I sort of – your mind sort of blocks out stuff that like overloads – yeah, that picture or whatever, and it became like oh, just scrolling through to get a regular update from somebody. But I remember going to you like, would you mind if someone stopped following you because? And I didn't even use my own name, but like, if someone stopped it because it was too much, too many times for them. Yeah, of course. And you'd be like, yeah, I would mind. And I, I like, said oh, that. Yeah. Well, I was like, I mean, it'd be hurtful. It'd be show me you're not a real friend. Yeah, something like that. But I, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna. So I just stop following everybody. I mean, the Twitter stuff. I'm up for. Twitter of the year, 2000. Twitter Laugh, of the year, by the what? Laughspin.com. Oh, it's a reputable web, yeah, website. It's reputable. Yeah, so they have, uh, yeah, they have a lot of uh, different categories, and they also Twitter have... Twitter of the year. Tweeter of the year. Twi- yeah, I think it's Twitter of the year, so it's me up against four or five other people. I know George Carlin won that once in like the late 70s, and Richard Pryor <laughs> won it a few times. Those are, that's, some, that's some hollowed ground you're on. I, I think that ideally for me, yeah. I'm going to need, when I come out on the back end of all this stuff, is I'm going to need some kind of support system, whether it be talk therapy or yeah. uh, maybe to have like a little posse, but I can't afford a posse right now, and get off Twitter, and not Twitter, not yeah. be so uh, tied into. That's why I was mad at Benji for sneaking you a phone and fucking. I had to, I had to change your password so you couldn't type anymore, but you got it back. I don't know how you got it back. <laughs> I was like Benji, give me his fucking password. We're changing it. He goes, well, he's going to be mad at me. He's like, he's going to fucking kill himself if he doesn't stay off Twitter and stop. Buying in what everybody's saying. It's the worst thing for you. And when you look at it, I only have 15,000 followers. 16,089. 16. 16,000. 16, oh, it went down since last night. 089. It went oh, down? I had 1693 last night. No, oh. I'm kidding. But 18,000 yeah, tweets. You're behind. I'm, I'm, I'm I know. I'm in a tough freaking. I already follow Brody Stevens. All things all Brody. All things Brody. Yeah. But I, I have people who say, like, tweet a lot, tell me to tweet more, tell yeah, me to tweet less. Yeah, some people do. Other people get annoyed, whatever. And sometimes it only takes, like, one guy from me. Okay, this guy wants me to tweet more. I'll tweet more. Exactly. And then you're upsetting the other two-thirds. Yeah, do what you want to do. I, do what I, to do what I want to do, honestly, would yeah. be to be off social media. What's, mm, yeah. And, and, and be able to put that energy into I heard Janine Garofalo got rid of, like, email. Email? No, no, cell phone. She doesn't do cell phone. She's like, you want to hit me up? Hit me on email. Something like that or vice versa. One of those things she got rid of, either a cell phone or an email account. I mean, cell phone's good to have for emergencies. She was like, you don't need to do that stuff. You can like, I don't know how she gets scripts and stuff, how she gets the information for her crazy political rants now. Quite a I guess through email or whatever. She's nice. I like Janine Garofalo. I never met her. You never met her? Uh-uh. She's nice. She walks a lot. She got me into walking before shows. We were up in Portland at the Bridgetown Comedy Festival. And she year. would walk like three miles to the show. Really? And, I, and I did it. And it's like, wow, it felt great. Felt the next good. day I yeah. did it. So walking is uh, – it's why I like to try and walk or exercise before a show. Yeah. And Louis told me that once before Montreal. He had some big show. Uh-huh. He's excited because he moved from Club Soda that was like 500 seats to um, Metropolis that was like 1,500 or 2,000. Yeah. 
and he was like, and I, and I think he was doing two shows too. It was a huge jump up in like two years since the last time he had been there. Uh huh. And he was like, he said he got a little nervous, and he goes, he went for a run, like at night. Yeah. In Montreal it was after sundown, and he goes, people. I mean, he was just like, he just felt so, felt so good, and he felt at ease and calm because I, of that run. I, don't know. I mean, I think everybody says that exercise is good for you. Yeah. Everybody will say exercise is good for you. There's no marathon other- runners have the lowest one of the lowest instances of suicide. Really? Of any job, yeah. I didn't know that. They're constantly running. Running away from stuff. Running Maybe. away from their fears. Maybe running away from the noose they built. Let me ask you a question. Sure. Were there any hot chicks uh, locked up with you at the same time? Um, there were a couple cute girls. One was a uh, cute girl. She kind of looked like uh, Kristen Stewart a little bit from... Uh, so you're telling me a six? Yeah, maybe a seven if she if she uh, was really dolled up, worked on it. Okay, but she like jumped over a table and charged at me. <gasps> charged at you? Yeah. Why? She. I, I said something about. Um, I asked her like, "Are there any more chocolate ice cream?" <laughs> she, like, <laughs> really? Jumped over the table. What was you she son in of for? a bit. Just everything. She jumped over a table. Yeah, that's like, a new form of rage when you don't run around the table to get to somebody. But you're like, I can't be bothered. Yeah, she would snap. This. She snapped at me once, and then the next day she said, "Oh, I like you. I want to have your baby." Did it's you like, consider it? Yeah, come. On, I have my own room. Come on in. No, I did not. I, honestly, yeah. I'm very. Um, you need to connect with people before you. I need to connect home. with people, and I was on meds. I'm not having an erection. I'm not really oh, sexual. Yeah. That'll happen sometimes. I'm kind of celibate right now. Really, a little bit. Well, speaking of celibacy, can I just talk about my sponsors for a second? Yes. Let me get let me get these things out. Ari uh, is getting his sponsors. It's AdamandEve.com. They uh, sell um, oh. like sexual toys and videos and junk to help that stuff. Yeah, sure. For for the few of us out there who masturbate. Oh, that's what that's good for. Yeah, masturbation stuff. Well, they have they have like porno DVDs and stuff, and they okay. also have like all the tools you need. <laughs> I've never bought a tool. Should I get a tool? It depends what you're into. What's a fleshlight? Red man always would. Talk yeah, they about always that. rave about it. They're those like things that you you can fuck. It's like a male dildo. It's like a vagina that you can fuck. And you put your penis in it. Yeah, I wonder if they have those. At- so AdamandEve.com, and they say they have a fifty percent off deal if you tell them my code. Like Mike, if you enter A R I, A R I. If you yeah. enter Ari, you'll get then you get three free DVDs and free shipping. So if I enter you, I get. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Brody, double entendre. Double entendre. Um, yeah. I wonder if you can get stuff. Hold on. I want to see right now if you can buy those things at Adam and Eve. Probably. Fleshlight. Is that what it's called? You're typing in the search. AdamandEve.com. Dot com. On your laptop. On your laptop or personal computing device. I have a laptop as well. I have a, Do you? And a charger. Oh, oh. yeah. I have a I have an extra charger. I'm that kind of guy. Can I have it? No, I mean I carry. Oh, an extra charger at all times. Candy uh, cane so, glass dildo. So it's yeah, only nine ninety five. That's not bad. It's for the holiday season. You get a um, a, a dildo shaped as a candy cane, and it's only nine ninety five. Wow! How big is it? Because it looks giant. It looks giant next it to does. that um, Pirates of the Caribbean DVD. There's more. Oh, there's a bunch of sex toys. Oh, that's for chicks too. So this stuff's really popular still. But still, fucking and any sort of sexuality has been popular since day one. And it won't go away. It won't go away. We just discovered the internet and just our norms have gone way down now. So we can get into anything. Look, one of those vibrating cock rings. Have you, you ever get anything, one of those? anytime. Macho There's a little bullet, power bullet. Keeper. Erection keeper? Mo- yeah. Trapper keeper. Erection keeper. <laughs> 
Yeah. What lube, about like the lube, real? Dolls? I've used lube before. I've used lube plenty of times. Oh, a lot of guys do. Yeah. And then pornos and lingerie for. Chicks. I think the, uh, the medications do affect. Sec- there are sexual side effects. That might have been another reason why I wanted to get off the Lexapro a little bit. Yeah. The sexual side effects. And uh, oh yeah, the first time when I took Lexapro, actually, mm-hmm. I remember. I remember intentionally not reading about the side effects because I didn't want. To know to have any sort of placebo in my brain, right? I don't want to like think it might happen and worry about it, and so I had no idea, and I didn't know about sexual side effects. And I was fucking somebody, and it was like, like twenty minutes, and I couldn't come, just really? wasn't even getting close. See, I could, I could finish, yeah, but it's also just getting excited, getting hard, yeah, in the first you know, place, or even uh, wanting to. So your libido was down, my libido. But you yeah. know what? I'm hanging out at comedy clubs, yeah, and it's look if a girl's talking, I got to be attracted to a girl. To want to be with her and maybe i just wasn't in those circles who knows but uh for me to i become i've been picky and that's yeah. probably like hurt my chances too like there might be girls out there like brody i would have been with you but, really? oh, but because you i was so it. picky and uh what not into it i didn't do it i don't know if that had anything to do with the lexapro or me just where i am in my, my oh yeah my well, sometimes head, if you're picky you're like eh. my head space there was a time when we we're all like virgins or nearly virgins when like pretty much anyone that said i want to hook up with you you'd be like yeah let's do it yeah but now if some like i don't know some somebody's grandmother who was fat said hey let's hook up you'd be like oh no no thanks no i don't really need that but i feel but also if i probably would have gone for if it if i stay in shape stay healthy um yeah, they'll always be like the younger girl. Uh, yeah, of course I want to be with a younger girl who's, yeah. uh, you know, uh, it's a fantasy of mine. Really? Not to be like a super young girl, but, you know, 19, what these 18. comedians are doing. Like, uh, Dice has I'm a, super a nice young wife. Chicks, dude. I don't know what it is. They excite me. Super hot chicks? Young. Yeah, within the youth, of 26, course. below 20. I've never crossed the teenage barrier, but don't like. do that, of course. But, like, I'm excited by their, like, youthful energy. And you want to teach They're them about life, things. right? Sure, there's Give that them too. Some pointers. If you need a father figure. I'm great for that. A lot of girls want that. <laughs> yeah, they need some. They need some. I've uh, had a guidance. couple of girlfriends. I did an actress once, and that was all it was. It was like I was her father figure, and I liked teaching, and she liked learning. Wow, hope to get back to that level. But I feel mm-hmm. I got to get off. I'm, I'm on these meds. I hate to keep harping on it, but yeah. that affects your your uh, your sex drive. Yeah, absolutely. And also, I'm like focused. Did you beat up, off in the in the psych ward? Yes, you did. Into what? The shower. Oh, you had your own shower. Yeah. And you had your own bathroom and everything. Yeah. That's convenient. Did my everybody? Own, what's that? Did everybody? Yeah, because they lock them up at night, right? No, I could have taken a shower at night. No, no, no I'm saying they lock up. They lock you into your room at night. Um, your door's not locked, you but they check out? on you. Yeah. Oh. You can go down, or walk down the. I think late, like in the middle of the night, the the uh, common areas closed up. Yeah. But I would go to bed around uh, 1030, 10 o'clock, and then you wake up around 7 or something like that for breakfast. They want to get you on a routine where you're going to bed at a certain time yeah. and then waking up at a certain time. But I never did the arts and crafts. I never did the, the group talk. I did the group talk twice when I was done, like the last couple of days. But I was never involved in any of the... Um, yeah, the therapy or the uh, or because I, I knew that I want to say, like I said, that I didn't belong in there. But for the most part, I didn't. I mean, I I felt like this could have been done a different way. I could have gone to a rehab clinic, or I could have gone to a psychologist or a psychiatrist, yeah. to Brody. 
Why? What's going on different? I'm not taking my Alexa Pro. Okay. Oh, let's cool. get you back on your yeah. Alexa Pro. Yeah. If you talk it out to a therapist, they can be really clear with you. It's like, wait, you're starting to feel bad, and you stop Alexa Pro. So, do you think those are connected? And you'd be like, oh yeah, probably. Let's get back on. That's why. And and, and by then, but once I was off the rails, why aren't you talking off. to a therapist? Huh? Why aren't you talking to somebody? I am right now. You, you are. No. I mean, why aren't you talking to somebody professional? I think um, part of that is due to these meds. I'm not making an excuse. It's kind of hard to get things done. Do you think it's the same thing of like where you're like, uh, I want to do it on my own and not have somebody's help? No, I want help. Oh, okay. I want to get involved in talk therapy. I want to get involved in some kind of maybe uh, like an AA type thing. I think it would be helpful for me just to get all that stuff out, not -hmm. not as a comedian. Al-Anon. I went to a few Al-Anon meetings to research a role once. Yeah. And – and uh was it helpful it was really nice you sort of mention your problems no one gives you advice on how to fix it but just uh-huh. talking it out loud in front of people my problems were made up because of whatever scene i was doing right <laughs> but um even that was just like i don't know sort of aren't, aren't there i mean people make make jokes how there's ton in la especially how there's tons of therapy groups and yeah. alcoholic anonymous there's a meeting everywhere but i can see why i mean this sure. is a stressful town and people can use the help Everyone needs a hand up. It's not a bad thing. If you mm-hmm. trip and somebody offers you a hand to help you up, you're not a weak yeah. person. You're just like, oh, cool. That's a lot easier now that you helped me. The Laugh Factory has a psychologist. On duty, right? On you duty. You can go after, your, after you get off stage. I think I need to go make an appointment with her. People used to shit on Jamie Masada. He owns a Laugh Factory. Uh-huh. For doing things like, like on for press, for press's sake. Like free the, Thanksgiving. Like free Thanksgiving. Free Christmas. Free Christmas. Free uh, high holiday services. Uh-huh. Um, for Jews in the community. Yep. Uh, and that therapist and stuff. Therapist. And you can say he's doing it for publicity all you want, but he's at the core of it, he's doing something nice. Yeah. He's offering free therapy to He his... called me a couple times when I was in the hospital. He wanted really? to come in. Yeah, he was trying to get in, but he had a wow. problem getting down there. But Jamie's been great to me. That's good. Very supportive, reaching out, giving me spots, letting me host down in Long Beach. He wants to help me get back on TV and I'll show That's my good. face there tonight. I didn't get a laugh. I didn't get a Hollywood. But spot. you've been going up there. Yeah, like once every couple weeks, yeah. but I show my face there a little bit more. He never really books me there, which I'm fine with. Yeah, um, I mean, that's a bright club. It's happy. Yeah. They want jokes. But late at night, you can kind of do some... Uh, I love performing there. The few times I have, I love it. Yeah. Um, it's a really nice, clean club. It's nice. The staff is yeah. The staff Not is the nice. most places in the world to hang out because you can't get too loud upstairs. Right. Because they can hear you from around the corner. Yeah, like the store has more places you can scream at each other if you want, and it, won't, and it won't disrupt the show. Or whatever, or even in the in the main room when it's closed. Yeah, exactly. You know, but Laugh Factory, you're right. Like it's not a it's not a destination hangout spot. Yeah, the improv you can scream if you want to. Improv is good. Area. That's one place I neglect is the improv on Melrose. I oh, feel you like go I there should... on Wednesdays when they do comedy juice. Is that a good time to be there? It's like a lot of comics go that night. I need to do that. Yeah. Show my face. Or you should go on January 3rd when I do my next Storyteller show. Oh, you are? Yeah. School stories. School stories. I got school. St- I have stool stories. Do you want to do it? School. Yeah, I'll do it. I mean, I've, I asked you in Montreal and you kind of were seemed sort of scared of it. What was in Montreal? Sex stories. Sex stories. I asked you before Montreal too and you also were like, um, yeah. Because I'm not a great storyteller. But we did that storytelling. Me, you, and Jeff Ross there in the main room, didn't we? We did a little storytelling. Remember? Yeah, we did about how, yeah, from a long time ago in New York. Yeah, I was going to do a fight or something a long, long time ago. It doesn't matter anymore, but it was like a fun hearing those stories. Yeah, Jeff Ross was mad at me. Yeah. And that he was one guy, and I apologized to him just recently. He was one guy that I ripped on Twitter. Really? When I was in this rage. When you, like, yeah, you would get in a rage over anything. 
I was mad at Jeff Ross for... The weird thing is, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, there's like six guys I ripped on Twitter. Jeff Ross, because he was mean to me in New York and held it against me for like 10 years because I like distracted him or something like that. And it wasn't intentional, yeah. my distraction. So the weird thing is I saw you say that at night. You're like, well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. If that's what the result, if I distracted you and messed you up on stage some night, you're like, I'm sorry if that happened. Yeah. But then the next day you're like, no, fuck him. Like your mania talked you into getting mad. Yeah. And then I got mad at Jim Gaffigan. Of course, because for eating all the bacon. Well, he, he would call me a uh, murderer, like when he first – murderer. Like I looked mean, like from Seattle. From and, a long time ago? Yeah. And so he's been, you've been harping on that? Well, not that, but I sent him a direct message on Twitter about something friendly, and he like the, his response back was not – To your liking. Yeah. So that triggered, for you. that triggered me to say, fuck you, Jim Gaffigan. Okay. You recognize now these are like sort of un- – unbased responses right or they don't quite i was i was justified yeah i was taking a little chunk just not even a chunk a little thing and then put it on there adam carolla for me hosting his show you were mad at him for hosting his show well i hosted and i had like 400 negative reviews and nobody from there oh from a long time ago yeah yeah nobody said don't worry about it brody you're great they just like So so they didn't go out of the way to help you so you're like fuck you a little also because he calls himself a stand-up comedian now adam carolla yeah so i kind of had that in my brain oh he's a stand-up comedian i did a show and his fans ripped me (laughs) fuck you fuck him for his fans ripping you uh that's how i felt i mean if i had a show and i was popular and i was a comedian and i had a young comedian or a younger comedian or any a comedian come on my show and then all my fans left him negative yeah negative uh, shit i would i would like Tell uh, the don't fans, worry hey, about leave it. it or tell the guy tell the guy don't worry, guy, about, don't worry about it you were fine even if you weren't was he aware these people were doing that and just didn't i don't it? know in my but head either way you're like fuck it i'm gonna get mad yeah and God, then i got so weird the brain i got mad at uh judd apatow for cutting me out of funny people <laughs> he's got to make some cuts i know yeah wow i got, got mad at judd apatow for cutting you out of this is a guy who gave you an opportunity to be in funny people gave you a check yeah and I cut and I yelled at them on Twitter. Ugh. I mean, I didn't do the at them. I just kind of like said it. And then, I hate when people do that. They they want to talk snarky about somebody and they put the at as if to let them know, like just so you know, fuck you. Yeah, I hate. So that. you can talk about them unless you're really like, I don't know, just some random celebrity they're just making fun of for no reason. But if it's based in something like this, anger me. It's like who fucking cares. Yeah, I didn't do any at replies. The latest like, Adam Sandler movie was terrible. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to link him on it. Exactly. I don't need to tell him. It's not about him. It's about telling everybody else. Like, I was on another podcast. I was on uh, Who Charted with uh, Howard and Kulop. Yeah. And they said, uh, Brody's going to be on it today, later today. And then some guy wrote, you know, at them and at Brody, I'm not watching. Boo. Yeah, exactly. And did it bother me? A little bit. Yeah. But, like, why go out of your way to say, I'm not going to watch if that guy's on? Exactly. I don't know why people just don't watch. But you know what? There's billions of people out there. My There's, favorite, yeah. And and you know what? I just blocked them. And for like one second, it's I was going to write back, and I said, you know what? Forget about it. Just block it. You made me block somebody once. You're like, Ari, this guy gave me negative tweets. He's he's following you. How dare you not block him? You have to stand up for me. Yeah. I'm like, Brody, don't involve me. And you just don't talk back to those people. And you're like, you're then you're against me. And I was like, oh, fine. I'll block one yes. guy for you. Yes. And you were like, you still haven't done it. I'll remember this. And I'm like, I did it. Look. He goes, okay, fine. We're cool now. 
<laughs> Twitter has caused some problems. Yeah. I'll be honest. Anything you can be addicted to. Anything. Is there a Twitter uh, anonymous thing in, here in soon. L.A.? There will be soon. Like social media there anonymous? Yeah, there should be if there's not already. Let's look. Hold on. Keep talking. Twitter anonymous. So I did that, and um, you know, I, I feel like I need to apologize to a lot of these people. Also, a lot of my problems probably came when I left Chelsea lately. I was working there. That was a steady gig, and... Um, I'm just saying, I want to stay on record again, that yeah. I'm not this bad person. No, you're a good person. You had a problem. It's like, well, who cares? What's my problem? You, you had a little manic episode. No, but even at Chelsea, I had a butted oh. heads with the producer. And you're, then even at you, Best Damn Sports yeah. Show. But in 11 years, you had three little episodes. Big deal, right? Is yeah. that a big deal? In 11 years, you've had three episodes. Meaning like, at Best Damn Sports Show, I butted heads with the producer. Yeah, when you when you keep doing it, you become the guy who's butting heads with people. And Chelsea, yeah, I ended on bad terms there. Yeah, and then you could say maybe with uh, who Zach? Who knows? Well, all these my my supporters. He's still your friend, I guess. Yeah, yeah, of course I think he is. so. But no, he definitely is. But I don't know about maybe this LA Weekly thing. You're being insecure. What did you mention that he helped you? Yeah, they mentioned the article. So what do you mean? What anything bad? Yeah. He came to visit you like 10 times while you were there. What's that? He came to visit you like 10 times while you were there. Yeah, he's been very... uh, That guy's your friend. Don't worry about it. That guy's your friend. But I feel like I'm making bad decisions. Maybe you are. Everybody makes bad decisions. But I don't want to be that guy who burns bridges everywhere. Don't burn bridges. And then when you see something, instead of getting mad about it, just tell them, hey, sorry about that one thing. You'd be shocked. If you tell somebody you're sorry out of the blue, it's amazing how much of a response you can get. Do you you know how bad I feel, Ari? Bad, huh? Yeah. I threw a glass of water in Natasha Leggero's face once. And yeah. I still, when I think about it, I feel terrible. But it's I right. feel, I'm not going to cry, but I feel bad. No, don't cry. Why? <laughs> it's a comedy podcast. So what? You shouldn't have to feel bad about this, Brody. You I just do. Had an episode. It's like if you had to pick me up from the airport and you broke your leg getting into your car and you couldn't pick me up because of that. I'd be mad until I realized, oh, you just had a broken leg. That's, what the, that's the only problem. I'm just fucked up. Like, too much. And it's like, I'm not doing it to be a jerk. It's like, I'm in the moment. I'm trying to do a good job. And then it's like, just like my friends, like Spanish doesn't talk to me. Tana, these are friends of mine. They don't talk to me because. Well, how come? Because I was a dick. You know? So you're sorry. And then like the Chelsea thing, that bothers me. And now I feel like I'm on fucking a, a, a thin rope. With what? With like Zach or my my agent, all these guys, and I feel like just this article coming out in the LA Weekly, which is you know, it's a good thing. So you're upset about them doing an article on you? Do you know how many people would be jealous of that? No, I'm upset that within the article, I'm gonna they're gonna have people in there. Oh, why are you saying my name? Why is this? Like, I it was a bad maybe it was a bad decision to do this article. Yeah, I should have checked it. Yeah, Brody, don't talk about it. I got it's like part of my stress. It's like I'm too stressed. I'm like going to upset those around me or make a bad decision. I think it's all a question of perspective. And like you're worried about that. But then if you just concentrate, if you manage to make your brain concentrate on the good things, you're 40. You still have no real job. 41 and a half. 41 and a half. You still have no real job. You're living like a child just like I am. It's fun as shit. Yeah. You have nobody tying you down or holding you, not being able to do anything. You're not married to some fat, annoying girl who hates you and you hate her. Even if she's not fat. God, yeah. I got to deal with my hatred of women. I'm just not that guy 
that is known as this guy who's like fucked things up. I don't want to no, be you're that not known guy. As that. You're not known as that. But I feel like that. You know what people think? They think, oh, he just, he just had a, a little breakdown, but he's back now. He's fine. But even with the Chelsea stuff, and now I feel like this is another thing. Like this guy is going to like mess up his opportunity with HBO and and uh, Zach. Or I keep saying it. Zach, yeah. but I I, I don't want to like. That's the other thing. I can tiptoe, and then I'm not myself, and I go. And then when I go for it, sometimes I go over that. It's hard to. I, I have trouble when I go for it to like nail Know the, the landing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. It takes me. I'm not nailing it yet. Well, we're not all perfect. I mean, in our comedic abilities, we're not all perfect. Right. Nobody is. Yeah. So it's like you know, you'll mess up sometimes. Everyone messes up sometimes. If you get into an accident, you're not going to like harp on it forever. You're just like, fuck. All right, I'll pay the damages. My insurance will go up. That's just the consequence of that. But you're not a bad person. Yeah. You weren't paying attention to the road one day. Now you'll pay more attention. But I feel like these people are just going to cut me off just because I'm too much of a liability. This guy's a loose cannon. Nah. I just don't see that happening. You were already off Chelsea lately when you got the call for Hangover 2. Yeah. They flew to Bangkok to party with them. And TMZ. And TMZ. When I did TMZ, everything was fine. When I did Hangover 2, everything was fine. When I did Hangover, when I did Due Date, I was fine. It's so weird how perspective. Uh, Dave Chappelle booked like 12 pilots before one went or something like that. Yeah. That's always the story. I'm sure those tore him up. I was like, fuck, I'm never going to get another chance again. Yeah. He probably torn up like fucking the first five or six times. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, you're on your way to becoming one of the most successful comedians of all time. Yeah, I know this like in, like insecurity about it. Like it might not happen, and it probably won't for you or me to become the greatest of all time. You know, no, I don't expect to be. But it's like if you can sort of make a living, you're make living a, living, a great be life. Be a host or something. Yeah, life is horrible. If you can get through it without having to work a, a mind-numbing job for eight and a half hours a day, you're so far ahead of the game and enjoying yourself. Right. Well, I may have to go back to doing. Something you're not like even that. like I see that face when I say that. You're like, yeah, right. But but it's like no, we're lucky nothing. to be doing stand up. Yeah. Life sucks, man. It's annoying. Life ain't that great. So you just try to enjoy yourself as much as you can. What's great about You're what's gonna good about it? You're going to die. Well, yeah, but not for a You're while. You're going to get old and all your friends are going to die. There's thanks, no escape from that. Thanks for picking me up. Thanks. But I'm just saying, like, the point is just to enjoy yourself. So you harping on the stuff that went wrong, I mean, you can definitely should learn from it. You shouldn't just forget everything went wrong as if, you you know, you're uh-huh. blameless or, like, you shouldn't work on yourself at all. But you can, you're like, oh, that was a mistake. Recognize it and move on. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to do. Don't go cold turkey off any of your meds anymore. I don't think you would do that again. Yeah. I um, think if the same thoughts were going through your head, you would talk to somebody, right? Mm-hmm. But I... Um, so now you're better off. I mean, I feel like I'm like my dad. Yeah. My my father passed away, you know, a while ago. Yeah. But he... Uh, he made mistakes. Like, I remember seeing like sure. how people treated him. Because he was like, uh, screw things up. Sure. But he was still your dad. He's still like a Superman to you for a while, right? Yeah. But he wasn't... Uh, Just a regular dude. That's all he was. Yeah. I wanted... Well... Some but he wasn't doing well. Girl. He died young. Okay. Probably because he wasn't happy. Like what a did, broken heart or whatever. What did he die of? He got hit by a bus. <laughs> no, he had uh, heart disease. Okay. So, I just want to... You know, yeah. I want to... What? Land on my feet, which I think I've done. And I, I like doing comedy, and I, I just, you know, it just takes me a little while to, like, get it straight. What do you mean straight? Meaning, like, something other than warm-up, you know, what I'm doing, oh, right. you know, these next. It's a constant struggle to get better. Yeah. 
I mean, you see a guy that's been doing comedy. There's plenty of guys around town that've been doing comedy for 25 years. Yeah, and they're still here or there, like picking stuff up, getting a little better. Yeah, you know, you just never stop. I mean, this thing. I think the thing that bothered me. Yeah, is like this Chelsea stuff. I left, and then no one called me. It was like they didn't like call my bluff, and I could have stayed, but I quit. You but quit. I felt I was going to get fired. Yeah, but yeah. That's what I. That's what I did. I felt I was going to get fired. So now, how would you? What would you learn from this experience, from the Chelsea experience? What in a similar possible situation that might come later in life? Don't make a rash decision. Mm-hmm, maybe. How about pick your battles? I mean, you were fighting with what grips and stuff. Um, producers and some of the crew guys. And yeah, the crew guys, like you're like, it's annoying. But I mean, yeah, I, I will never. I try not to at least. Uh, put a line in the sand that i'm not willing to cross over yeah but i was doing this in the heat of the battle you yeah. say pick your battles like i'm doing comedy it's no, like but you're, you're playing like, you're baseball like... and you're on the field or you're in the football you know you got to have a cool down session yeah but you have, you butt heads with them a lot uh, a handful of times not a lot okay a handful but i was all about the I show guess. yeah it was work i don't know what work situations are i, I know there's fucking it was all about the show it wasn't about so that's what i'm saying i'm a comedian and i'm on I got to, like, learn to deal with when I'm, like, yeah. working it and let me land the sh- – let me just land the plane. Yeah. I'll get – I just need more practice. Take off and lands. Not ideal. I sure. To take off and land. Let me pra- – I'm good at the takeoff. Yeah. But I'm not nailing the landing. That's why I, I don't like – if I, when a doctor's too young, I'm like, ooh, I need you to have been around a little bit. Right. More experience. You to learn some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that's right. Sorry I got emotional, Ari. It's okay. I never wonder what I always wonder what to do when that happens on these podcasts. People cry in therapy, you know. That's why you see freaking yeah. Kleenex. It ain't a big deal. I mean, I feel better. Dick Vermeil cried yeah. all the time. The football coach. Yeah. With the Philadelphia Jordan, Jordan Eagles. cried after he won the championship. Yes. Like a little bitch. You Just think kidding. so? No, he was overcome with joy over achieving a life's goal, and that's how I felt when I, early on when I was when I was having my quote unquote episode. I was crying sometimes because I was happy. Dude, I cry all the time. It's just a it's just a byproduct of pot. If I see stuff on TV that's too emotional, I'll just start bawling. Yeah. Every once in a while, I will hear some music that's just fucking perfect. Right. And I'll just I'll start crying. Yeah. Eh, who cares? Just let it go. I don't mind. <laughs> it feels you fun know. sometimes. You ever bite like your lip? And feel a little bit of pain on it, just yeah. to see how much pain you could sort of stand. No. <laughs> it's like, oh, that hurts. Are you okay, doing, why are you doing that? Are you? I don't know. That's like something you should look at. Self-mutilation. But I want to... I was depressed. I cut myself. I just... I just, Oh, you did? Yeah, I used to. Oh. I, I went out with this girl once, and she said she used to be a cutter. And I was so intrigued by it. I was like, I was like, wait, what, how, what kind of feeling did that give you? Was it a sense of relief? And it was. That's what it was. So they cut out of like to give themselves pain. It would give them relief. It would give them relief. Some people. She like, said what she did is even when people wouldn't let her have stuff. If she got in, a, in, a, in an anxious moment, she would go into the bathroom, like at a restaurant and stuff, and use the the, the clicker to, of her watch band, uh-huh. you know, the part that goes into the hole. Yeah. She'd take that out and scratch up underneath uh, where the watch would go. Right. To the point of blood or close to blood. Sometimes it could be scratching. Yeah, I took my kitchen knife, my uh, my um, butcher knife in there, and I would just slice up my shoulder all the time. And what would that do for you? It made me feel better. Really? That's how fucked my brain was. I mean, people do cut. That's a common yeah. thing. I, I thought about it. I was like, well, I'll try it then. What about, it made me feel what about better. people who pick? Like, there's pickers too, right? Pick their nose? 
not pit, no, like pick. Sure, uh, you gotta do that. No, pick pit bulls or pick. Uh, pick pit bulls. No pickers, like people like pick scabs. Oh, oh, oh yeah, uh, like OCD. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I, it gives I think it gives them a sense of relief or fulfillment in some way. There's I'm lots more of like, like that. Some people like, have kids to feel that way. Yeah. Well, but, I like like my beard to be even or like look look. Sure. Organized. Everybody's got their thing they harp on. Like your beard is good. I just thought a commercial, some like a professional person should. Like, oh, they did, did it for that me. for you. Yeah, that's why it looks perfect right now. But I get like weird about my hairline or my beard, and I'm you know sometimes I spend too much time on staring in the mirror and not yeah. being relaxed. That's probably from not being staring around. Staring right isn't going to change it. No. Like staring at my eyebrows, they got to be perfect, and because I would like when I was younger, I would hear like one thing: "Oh, Brody, oh, you got one eyebrow." So then I was like, "Oh, I got to pluck you my eyebrows." Or Brody, you got acne marks, and like one. God. One person could say it when you're in like high school or college. Sticks with you, and it sticks with you. Yeah, and you know, that, I mean, people say like acne scars or even a scar yeah. on your face is kind of it makes you self conscious. All it takes is one time for someone you respect, like you're overhearing your mom say, "Well, that guy has post, you know, acne scars." Yeah, and you're like, "Ooh, I guess that's a terrible thing." When you're six, you decide that. Yeah, and then it, and you have it, and you're like, "Oh, I must be a terrible person. I have no idea why." These are the kind of things Scientology can work out for you. <laughs> but you see guys like Dane Cook who he doesn't have great skin and he's successful. Uh-huh. You see a guy like Do you think it bothers him every day? It probably bothered him for a little while. And now he's like And now he's like, Whatever, man. When it's whatever his million dollar home. When I was in sixth grade I went into my mom's room and I said, Mom, no I was crying and I was like, Nobody likes me. Yeah, I said she, that. Yeah, and she goes, All right, everybody grade. thinks that. In eleventh grade. And maybe it wasn't sixth grade. I yeah. don't remember what house it was in. But uh but she was like, Yeah, people go through that. And I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. Nobody likes me, even though people did like me. But yeah, everybody goes through it. Yeah, I, I, I went through that. Like, have stuff you harp on, me. and then you realize it's not true. And that's why we're drawn to comedy sometimes. Maybe people like that. I always looked at other people, and I'm like, they're all way more popular than I am. But they were also looking at me that way. But isn't it great to be doing comedy and to have some success at that? Like you know, like I know for the most part, as yeah. of right now, I'm probably the top. Two, there's one other guy who's like a singer out of Reseda High School. I've got to be the most popular alumni. Wow, I would think who's the singer? Tevin Campbell. You heard I of remember him? him. I remember him. I think he went. To he Reseda. was on back on the block, the Quincy Jones album. He may have been, but I just know I the name right. Tevin Campbell. He might have done some things with Prince, mm-hmm. but I believe he went to Reseda High School. And other he came than out that, of the closet later, I heard. Yeah, he might be gay. He was super like clean cut. We're like, oh, just a clean cut, smooth black guy. And you're like, no, that's a little too clean cut. Yeah, I think he may be gay. Yeah. But I, I, but I've done the movies. I've done three or four yeah. movies. I've done stand-up on TV. But the struggle never ends. Hosted TMZ. There's no making it. I'm just coming to terms with this now. There's no like, cool, I did it. I'm done now. You don't think so? No. Even yeah. someone like Zach, who is now at, with, with, with Hangover, Hangover 2, and the other stuff he's done, Sans uh-huh. or whatever, he's at the point where he is a, an A-level Hollywood star. Yeah. I mean, he's close. Uh, it wouldn't be like Tom Cruise, but for comedy, he's like one top of the top five, top five top, comedy yeah. guys there. Yeah. Um, he's still going to have to keep getting jobs. You think so? so? You don't think so? I, don't, I mean, I don't know his finances. He can't say, fuck it, I'm moving to North Carolina, you'll never hear from me again. Why not? He couldn't live the way he want, like forever the way he wanted to. He doesn't have that much money. He I could, don't he know. Could, he could buy an, a small house and live like, you know, the rest of the way. Like people like that were on like uh, Three's Company. Yeah. Like what do they do? The ones that didn't go on to better other things? Yeah. Like what are, They're all real estate brokers. All right. those people, you know, the NFL quarterbacks. If you don't invest wise, you just got to keep earning a living. And so for those quarterbacks to play three years in the NFL and made $4.3 million, let's just say, 
So minus taxes, they get yeah. divorced. But it's too. like they'll eventually that they just got to live really rad for three years. Yeah. So that's cool. You got a fun three years. And now back to work like everybody else. You're on your vacation for the last fifteen years. But if you make a boatload of money yeah. and you get you know, then you what? Gotta, you'll still need a you'll need to pay for a better house. Yeah. You'll you need want. to buy nicer things and get a, a better gardener. What about just on interest alone? Let's say if you're getting there, Yeah, there's a, yeah, I know what you mean. There's an amount of money where you're like, I can just live off the interest from this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if anyone really does that. It was always a thought I had. If I had a million bucks, I'd get three percent interest and get thirty grand a year. Live off that. There you go. For me, making it would be buying a condo or buying a house. Really? So buying some kind of property. Okay, go on. And maybe a child when I'm after around fifty. Uh huh. And a that's sig- my parents' version of success is their s- grandkids. A significant other. That's that's you making it. So you're saying you you're know, very little of that has to do with you doing stand up comedy. You think so? Yeah, I mean, you could get all those things if you sold pharmaceuticals. Yeah, like, you know, I'm like, there's nothing artistic in there that you want that you have that I want to do. Yeah. Oh, are, are, artistically, what I'd like to do, if you ask me, I would. Uh, wouldn't mind being a host of a game show. That would be fun. Uh-huh. Um, I like stand-up comedy, and I'm. Uh, I just don't know how confident. I don't know if I have the confidence of like Louis C.K. No, or, but you know what Louis did? He wrote every year for the last few years and wrote new specials. Just kept doing it, he but he's me, prolific. He he's like born with it, isn't he? No. Also, listen to it. He did an interview. Uh-huh. I'll try to find it, put it on my website. But he did an interview where uh, AreTheGreat.com. dot um, He um, said he did shitty stand up for like, I think he said like ten years. Yeah, and and he goes, yeah, I know you could say like whatever it wasn't shitty. He goes, it wasn't the one you're thinking of. It was shitty, and then he like reclaimed his like yeah. drive. He, did, he wasn't writing. He was doing the same act for a long time. Yeah. Broken had the same problem. He was doing news radio. He said he didn't write anything for like three or four years. Yeah. And then he was like, what am I doing? I feel right now, if you ask me, my next step, what I need to do, what would, I think, Might satisfy me, yeah. would be to go out on the road and sure. do shows like Neil Hamburger, where you go into a town. You do like a Wednesday through a Sunday, like flying to Chicago. Sure. And yeah. then you'll do a loop and you come back. No pun One-nighters. intended. Chicago. Yeah. Rock clubs. Yeah, sure. Where I'm building up my audience through podcasts. So like or- Cleveland, Columbus. Uh, Cincinnati, and then somewhere else over four days. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you could do a run in the southeast or yeah. a run up in the north. I think I'm going to do one with the same kind of thing like that, with me, Reap, John Reap, Burt Kreischer, and John Heffron. That's a big lineup right there. Yeah, and we're going to do like four nights, like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, somewhere either in the south or in the, in the Midwest or maybe Will Canada. you be able to make money on that because there's four guys there's four. and all we'll that? split it up, but I think we'll have a great time. It's more fun, We might too. rent an RV Yeah. Oh. and just go from spot to spot. Oh, that's cool. Do some podcasts while we're doing it um, and just sort of say hi to people and, I don't know, just put on some shows and fucking enjoy our company. I mean, that's kind of what I want to do. If you're asking me, like, Brody, what now do you feel? Yeah, doing. I feel like the urge to go out on the road and spread my wings. Yeah. On top of what else do I want to do? I have this HBO opportunity. I'm not going to say it's etched in stone, but I have this opportunity and I feel like cool. that if, by- if something like that goes, it's way easier to get on the road. It's way easier for people to say, okay, we'll book you. Yeah. So I'm kind of like in this, uh, that not a holding pattern, but I feel like, okay, my stand-up, I'm ready to go on the road and build my audience in different cities. But this HBO opportunity doing that will open doors also. And then the other thing is, you know, doing stand-up on TV, whether like doing Conan or doing Eleno or doing, yeah. I don't know what else is out there, what other TV show for stand-up. But uh, Letterman. Letterman. I don't know if I'd ever do Letterman. I don't know. Why? Hey, 
Maybe. Like you refuse? No, I would do it, huh, but yeah. I'd have to like. I used to say I was boycotting late night talk shows until one of them offered me a spot. Yeah. Have they? Oh, of course not. Why not though? Maybe. Because I never had a good manager or a good agent to get me on there. And I actually never really did the work of trying to meet those people. Yeah, you got to meet them. And, and like work on a really tight four and a half minute set. You could do full it. Full of like joke Just like jokes. you say I can do stuff, you could do that. Yeah. I guess it wasn't as important to my artistic development to work on. Or it wasn't enough to overcome my laziness. Yeah. I mean, when, I did stand up on TV back, yeah. you know, early 2000s. Right when I started, I was, you were you were I was doing you were on Killborn, TV. I did Premium, Premium Blend, I, I did a thing on Craig Ferguson, I did Late, Late Friday, Friday on NBC. That. God, that's a lot. I did. See, I used to look at people like that that were doing those things. In fact, I looked at you. Oh, thank you. And I'm like, that's a guy who's making it. He's on TV. He's with everybody else. He's doing something right after Maryland Rice Cub. He's doing a show that so and so did that, yeah. that, that Judah Freelander is doing that Nick Swartzen's done. Dane Cook is done. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, he's right there. With, I mean, he's one of the guys. that. Have and then I kind of got into the war. I got sucked into warm up. All right. So you did that for a while. That paid you well. Yeah. And it was a good experience. And I've, I've met a lot of baseball players and football players and athletes. Yeah. And and I'm, I'm into that. But you does love that, that shit. But does that put money in my pocket? No. But maybe if I get a podcast, you know, now I'll, I'll always have that in for those interviews. Sure. You should do a sports podcast where you talk to actual athletes. You yeah. know enough of them where you could fucking do I it. I need to do it. You should do that one. I mean, I would bring the Dodgers down to the comedy store. Yeah, I remember that. I remember them Clayton coming. Kershaw, Clayton Kershaw, Andre Ethier, Russell we, Martin. We talked to Ethier in back, at, like in the parking lot in the yeah. back. Jim cool. Layritz. Cool. Oh, really? Layritz? Nice. He came down one night. He's a Yankee fan. That's exciting for me. Yeah, so he was there, and uh, I'd like to get, yeah, tap into that. I love baseball's in my heart. Yeah, it's sure. It's in my heart. Get into it. Why not? Interview Sally. Interview all these people, too. That you they know. owe me. They sure, And owe they wouldn't me. mind doing it. Get one of these things. You can take it to them. 300 bucks. It ain't hard. And then two mics. Buy a couple mics, a couple cords. What we got here. Yeah. This, this whole thing, you can got splitters to get a third and a fourth mic in there. And you'd need a third and a fourth cord. And this is fun to do. It is fun. I'm sitting back. We're just talking. Yeah. Got emotional. Got therapeutic. Does that help you feel better at all? I feel better. I mean, you made me feel better a little, you know. I know you're not a psychologist, and I don't no. want to, like, dump on you. But I am searching a lot about what I want out of life. I do a lot of like searching about it. But you're doing great now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got you're going on the road. You've got your own podcast. You're booking about commercials. It's less about that stuff, and it's more about just realizing that you're just living a short life, and why not enjoy yourself? If you're at a party, uh-huh. you can sit there and pout the whole night, or you can get drunk and have fun. So you, you and you've chosen to have fun. Why be sourpuss the whole party? Right. So just focus on the good things, and when somebody's like talks shit or says something, it's like. I'm not going to let those people that are against me choose how I live and how I feel. Mm-hmm. Jeff Ross told me this once. He had all these Hackettisms. Buddy Hackett told him all these things. Yeah. He said one thing he told him was like, while you're busy holding a grudge, they're out dancing. Right. The people you hate don't think about you at all. Yeah. Those people that write that negative comment on Twitter that gets to you in your head, they say it. They're like, yeah, for like three minutes. And then they've forgotten about it. Right. And you're like, God damn it. Yeah. Don't let those people choose how you live your life. Right. Let the cool people choose. Mm-hmm. Just spend time with them. If there's some annoying guy on Coke hanging out at the store who's fucking talking in my face and driving into a rage and telling Ugh, me the same story nine annoying. times in an hour, for a long time, it's like, oh, okay, and you're like, oh, I'm stuck. You're not stuck. Just walk away. Don't let the Cokehead tell you how you're going to live your night. Just walk away or say, excuse me, if you don't want him to fight you, and go find someone you do like talking to. I've noticed this a little bit. Like when 
when you start, when people like look up to you or they recognize you or they yeah. know you, sometimes people, other comedians, they get too comfortable with you, too friendly with you. Sure, that happens. And like they don't understand levels. They don't understand yeah. like. I, 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 when you say I, things like levels, I, I have trouble agreeing with you. Well, not levels, but. But I would give it We this. haven't done a show together, but you're going to bust my balls. Yeah, I don't know you yet. We're not friendly enough right. to do that. Not like I'm in a higher place stand up than okay, you. Okay, there you go. Because to me, everyone who performs is a performer. Okay. We're all well, sort of the go. same boat. We'll say, yeah. we have not performed yeah. together. We're not friends. You can't just say something like, I was just busting your balls. Like, I don't even know your name. Yeah, that, exactly. And you're saying, hey, okay. ugly shirt, bro. Just busting your balls. I'm like, who are you? You're just some guy who just said ugly shirt. Yes. Okay. That's not fun. Yeah, I've noticed that yeah. because they know you, they feel like they can joke yeah, with you, sure. but you don't know them. It's weird when you're a comic because every time you get introduced on stage, someone says your name, uh-huh. and then when you get off, someone says, "Give it up for Brody Stevens one more time." Stephen Brody. Stephen Brody Stevens. Stevens one more time. So everybody knows your name, but you don't know the people watching you get introduced. No one's introducing the crowd. Uh huh. So people know your name. Yes. So they feel like they know they you. Feel like they know but you. I get this more from comedians. Yeah, it's I'm more saying, from other comics. They're like too. Yeah, just too friendly, and they like touching, and you know, when you touch yeah. somebody, that's a big energy shift. Sure, and some people don't mind it, and some people don't like it, and if you don't like it, I, I, I know you don't want to like hurt somebody, say, hey, get the fuck off me, because now it's starting a fight that you got to deal with. But it's almost even a handshaking. There's guys now, I see the comedy store, they're like coming around shaking everybody's hand, yeah. like they stick their hand in, like... I don't even in. know your name, I've never seen you do stand-up. Don't you I, know what some of that is, though? What, what is Don't that? you remember when you were starting... And um, I, I know it's annoying, but some part of me, not a main part, but some part of me also says, man, they just want to try to be friends with somebody here. Yeah. They're just trying, they don't know what they're doing yet stand-up-wise. They're, they're feeling so alone. They just moved from Maryland. They have one friend in this whole city. And it's just like uh, they just want to fit in. I think, I think it's a mistake. Maybe, but it's like that's what it comes from, a place of like loneliness and just like uncomfortableness. I mean, I went up to like three comedians mm. before I got like in Seattle. I talked to one guy, yeah. follow, like let me tag along with him, and then, but he'd seen me perform like once or twice already. Yeah. And then in New York, I remember I went up to Dave Attell, and I and yeah. I like said I was like liked what he did, and I felt like yeah, for yeah, I don't you know what I don't need to be doing that, and the comedians don't like that. Like I did it one time, yeah. and I I've done it too, where I felt as soon as I did, I was like, yeah, that felt douchey. I yeah. shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have done it. But that's what I mean. It's a mistake. You don't let it kill you for the rest of your life. No. You're just like, hey, next time I see a celebrity comic, don't fucking bother him. Leave him alone. Look in his face. You're not going to get everything 100% of the time. Yeah. Even if you're the guy who does this thing. But Dice, I, I never went up to Dice. Yeah. I'd see him he, when he was hanging out at the store more back in the early 2000s. We used to fight me and Dice. Fight? Yeah. Like physical fight? No, but argue all the time. He got in his crawl that I was to be fucked with. Because all the only training I got in the cover booth when I moved from the phones upstairs on a day to the cover booth at the uh-huh. comedy store was you can't start the show with less than six people. Right. Celebrities will try to run over you sometimes. Uh-huh. Um, you can't let them. You have to run the show. You right. can let them go on, but they have to do it in the right order. Yeah. Um, and uh, don't steal any money. Mm-hmm. This is before the cameras. This is before the cameras, yeah. Stuff, stuff like that. That was all they taught you. So the first night I'm working alone at the comedy store, Dice comes in and goes, I'm going on stage. And there were three people in the crowd. Like, we hadn't started yet. It was just yeah. starting. Can't do it. And I was like, no, no, you can't yet. He goes, who the fuck are you? I'm like, dude, you can't go on stage. And, he, and I went back to tell Brandon Duncan, the old manager. I was like, hey, Dice wants to go on stage. And there's only three people there. And he's just going on. And Brandon's like, ugh. All right, whatever. He didn't want to deal with it. Uh-huh. 
And I realize now, it's like he's like, I'm not getting out of the manager's office to go deal with Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah. Let him fucking go on. But he can't say that. So I'm like, you can't be on stage. I started yelling at him. And then he just took that to be like, I'm going to bury you. You'll never make it in this town. Wow. Not intending any of that, but just knew he could fuck with a new guy. Who yeah. Thinks someone like that could make a call and ruin stuff for me. Yeah, Dice is funny yeah. like that. And then he'd see me in the parking lot and goes, you're a fucking lot boy. That's all you'll ever be. Oh, wow. And I was like, you don't remember what it was like to park cars here? He goes, no, and I never would. I was better than that from the start. And it was like, Argh! just trying to get me to yell. And when I would, I was like, you fucking got me. So was he doing it with like any sense of joking around? Absolutely. He was waiting until I ran away in a rage, and then he would laugh about it with everybody else that was there. I was just a new kid. That but when he was place. doing it to you, you thought it was real. I thought, what a fucking cocksucker. Yeah. That's a problem with pranks. <laughs> the guy you're doing it on doesn't find him as funny. Yeah. Dice is always nice to me, but I, sure. like I said, for I never spoke to him for like a month. I'd see him there, and then one time he said I was funny, so then he asked yeah. me to come over and talk to him. I was like that with Attell. I'm like, I introduced myself to him. Yeah, they but let when him come he up wants to you. His, and he did eventually, and he's a cool guy. Right. He's a great guy. But it's like, I don't like, I never like to push it with people. Yeah, you. It's uh, just let it happen and naturally. Comics are insecure and weird, even at your level, or even at someone at a way higher level. Um, it's still like we're just weirdo comics who have weird touching problems. Yeah, you know, I, I'm not like anti-touch, but when I'm for some reason when I'm at the comedy club and I'm relaxed, whatever your weirdness is, like yeah. I'm at the comedy store, I'm usually relaxed. You don't want people like I'm, asking you questions about how to stand up or like touching you. You're like, come on, man, I'm just hanging out. I don't, I don't mind talking comedy if some a co- comedian ask, has asked me for their opinion or something yeah. in person. I would, I'm okay with that. I'm assuming okay with I have t- time. The time is right. Yeah, I'm just not into the touching, and I'm not some weird touching guy. But yeah. it's like touching me, fuck, it like throws my energy off. You don't like it. And when I'm at the comedy club, my antlers like, are up. Someone's like, another handshake. We're doing that again. Yeah, we just did it. It's like I'm relaxed, but yeah. I'm also your antlers are up. That's a good term. My you're, antlers you're are up, but I'm relaxed. Yeah. yeah. You're fine, but you're aware this might be weird. Yeah. So it's like driving through Compton in the daytime. Yeah, exactly. Nothing's going to go bad here, but I'm going to keep my eyes open. Keep it moving. Yeah. Keep it moving. I would have to go down to Compton. I remember I get my baseball gloves down there. Really? Yeah. The SSK, it's a Japanese company. They are- hey, are there any... My threading, you might know this, my threading of my glove, uh-huh. my softball glove. Yeah. Why don't you playing on the Comedy Store softball team ever? I'm just, you know... Not into it totally. I'm okay. not into softball. I mean, I like softball. I'm not anti-softball. It's fun. We all kind of hang out. It's a good hang. It's a good hang. We're not that good. Girls playing the team. Yeah. We don't really care. We've won a few games. But we don't really care about it. So people smoke pot while we play. You know, we walk away a little bit, smoke pot. <laughs> I we played a lot of, of the softball. Team. It's just fun. We make fun of each other. It's fun, right? Yeah. We the make guys fun of got the hurt this year. Damadonia shattered his ankle when Oof. he when he slid. It was a freak injury. Yeah. When he slid into third. No sliding. I would be no sliding for yeah, me. you don't work that hard. But I get, um, I feel like I get pulls. I get pulls. Like I'll pull a, like oh, a well, groin yeah. or my hamstring. Because you've got to have sharp, sharp, quick movements somewhat, even in softball. We, play, we make so many errors, man. It just doesn't matter. How are the fields? Are they any good? No, they're not any good. See, that's, I don't want to be around that. I don't even want to be around that. A small hit to the outfield when it's coming at you, rolling, you're like, uh because the field, it might shoot off funny. to the left or right at any moment. Yeah, I'm not into that. You can't like rush ball. Decent field. Yeah, it's not. They're not great fields. And then softball at night, it gets cold. Oh yeah, it's hard for me to get loose. Why was I talking about that softball, baseball? Oh my glove. So yes, the threading came out of the last two, the pinky hole. Yeah. Is there any way to get that back in? Because it's this big, thick leather threading, and I can't work it. Even with a needle, I can't work it back in there. No, they have. Uh, have you gone to a sporting goods store? I went store? to Sports Authority, and I went to. 
Sports LA, and neither they one didn't of, have one something of them said they for used that? to have that. Yeah, like a little a um, big long one. It's like a metal rod, and it has like you can put the you can hook it in and then pull it all the way through. Yeah, yeah. But they said they used to have. I think Sports LA said they used to have it, but they don't carry it anymore. Huh? You might have to go online and order one. I might have to. I'm not going to order a fixing tool. I might just order a new glove for seventy dollars. Yeah, you could do that. But I know I know what they are. They would. I, I mean, I can see it in my head. Like a long, it's a, like a metal rod, and it's, you can like uh, put the leather the leather string through the top. Yeah, to get it through. So those are. I mean, I'm, I know all like. If they don't, you haven't found it yet, you may not find it. Yeah. You seem like you went to the right places. Yeah, and did. they didn't have it. Took some proactive steps. But then I realized, you know what? I got this glove when I was in college. I got fucking... Or a lot earlier. of mileage out of it. I got 20 years out of the glove. That's that's more than I should have. Yeah. Softball's fun. Uh, we I would play every Saturday afternoon out in the yeah. valley. Those were fun games. I'd play left field. When it's, if it's warm one Monday, I'm going to call you and be like, if you want to come out. You don't have to play. Just fucking hang out there on the bench with us. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. We switch in and out. We go in and out of uh fields so like i'll play every other inning in the field if we have too many people if you have too many people they don't care about subbing in and out they don't that's fine with softball and is it a hard softball or is it a slow pitch has to go above the head one of those deals yeah i just try to take walks (laughs) do some guys hit bombs every once in a while but not really yeah we've had a few home runs but not many i want to get back in baseball shape start throwing again so this year i can make some good baseball videos of me pitching and that i would do a podcast with your baseball friends it's a, it's, I mean, you have more connections there than anybody else. Yeah. You're right. I should. So what have we learned from this podcast, Brody? We learned that um, just be yourself. We make mistakes. Yeah. Saying sorry goes a long way. It goes so far. I, I, I uh, apologized to this girl, Dina Seltzer, once. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made a – she used to work with me at summer job. She was way younger than me. Uh-huh. She went to my high school, but she was like five or six years younger than me. Yeah. And um, maybe three years, but way too much to date, you know, do anything. Yeah. We worked together at the summer job, and I sort of developed a crush on her, and I think she got one on me, too. Yeah. Because we used to commute together at the Metro, me, her, and Eitan Teitelbaum. And uh, we'd make fun of each other and bust balls, but it was fun. And then one day, she said something about her grandfather dying. Oh. Or his, her grandfather's unveiling. Uh-huh. And I was like, what does that mean? I mean, you dig him up and fucking show his corpse. It's not just something insensitive. And she was like, actually, I was really close to him. And then I didn't give because I didn't know how to like give on a joke and realized right here it's not going to be the right audience for that. Uh huh. So I just kept pushing it. Ooh. I'm like, and you can dance them around. She was like, stop. She was just really pissed off about it. And she didn't talk to me for a while. And then she was going to Israel for like a year. And before she left, I called her. It was like months later, maybe even a year later. I don't know. But I was like, hey, by the way, I, those things I said, I'm sorry. I, I know I went too far and I, was, I wasn't thinking straight. Mm-hmm. I just want you to know I'm sorry. Um, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. It was great. It turned Did her around she completely. Accepted? Completely. And then, yeah, then we're, I mean, totally into each other after that for a little while. Anyway. And if you put that apology out and they don't accept it, sometimes you just have to move and on, right? And your consequences of the act you did was that you might have to live without their forgiveness. Yeah. And there's plenty of things you'll have to show consequences for. Right. You know, everything in life, whatever, there's consequences. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I was talking You know, I don't need to go into it again, but that's what I... I feel like I've burnt bridges and not intentionally. It yeah. wasn't like uh, I'm I'm this kind of guy. I'm yeah. gonna like cause problems. It was all like out of the heat of the moment. Stuff. Jeff Ross still likes you, but even if you had burnt a bridge with something like that, then you're like, well, well, it's too bad because I like that guy. It's too bad he won't be able to like me, and you just accept it and move on. Yeah, 
You don't have to be like, well, what? Oh, I want to be like, like, well, you can't get it. You can't get it to someone's like. I don't know. It's like there's so many other people out there. Yeah, there are. But it was like. It's like, yeah, too bad. That's It sucks, but. Like the Chelsea stuff still hurts me for some reason. It just like gets it sucks at me. It gets McDonald's and they've already closed breakfast. But like, how long can you harp on that? You're like, oh, it was ready five minutes ago. Till the next day. Till the next day, till you get breakfast. Till yeah. You get breakfast sausage or go to Jack in the Box. Go to Jack in the Box. Long. 24 hours. They have. For our breakfast. Great idea. You move forward. McDonald's, if you're out there, Jacques. Yeah, it's, you know it just bothers me because it's not me. It's not who I am. I never burnt bridges in college. I went to Arizona State. They all loved me. You know, all my that that world is intact. But for yeah. some reason, the comedy world. Yeah, I've. But you're you're you are a member of stand up comedy. You're a known comic. Yeah. Do you remember when you started watching comedy on TV? Uh-huh. You start to notice people here or there, like David uh-huh. Tell. Like uh, first you see him, like oh, that was funny, and you forget about him completely. You see him again. Two months later on some other show. Yeah. Six months later. You're like, that was funny. He's like, I think that was the guy who did the other thing. And you see him a third time and you're like, what's this guy's name? He's always good. Yeah. And then you start noticing, like, oh, that David Tell, he's, he's a professional comedian. Mm-hmm. That's what you are. You're Thank in that you. region of people across uh, the I'm country. I'm in that are, universe. Are discovering you as a comedian. And I just got to keep writing jokes, sure. keep doing it, stay positive, <laughs> do podcasts like this. This was fun. This What's was fun. Therapeutic. We got, I got emotional. I don't usually get this serious on podcasts. <laughs> Which, by the way, was sponsored by an um, adult website for the first Adam time. Adam and Eve. AdamandEve.com. But I'm good. I'm working my way back. Yeah. You're Steven. Back. Brody. Stevens. Well, I'll be back fully in my eyes when I do more talk therapy and I get my meds down. Here's my thing that I'm trying to do artistically for myself is I'm trying to like – I did a CD at, um, in Edmonton. Yeah. Uh, Hollywood Weekend. I'm still editing it at the rooftop. Um, it's going pretty slow. But anyway, I'm done. But I was like, I'm going to try to do that Louis thing. I'm going to try to write a new hour this year. Uh huh. So Which is you, you told me about that. It's like five minutes a week. Five minutes a month. Yeah, is an hour. That's not. That's what Bill Boyle told Tom Segura. When you put it in those terms, it's like, ugh, what's wrong with you for not being able to do that? It's almost embarrassing that, that we yeah. haven't. And so then I do it. He's like, well, I'm throwing away all my old material, and I'm just trying, to, and I'm struggling. Yeah. Again, because I have all these jokes that aren't working at, aren't even close to in shape. As before. I would do like a good bit, a good bit, then try to work in a new one, then another good bit, another good bit. Yeah. So it didn't kill me. If, but now it's all new bits. I pussed out last night and did my fucking some old joke. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd fall into that But I want to stop doing it completely. But on Thursday, I did start to finish, 18 minutes, not a single like old joke. A little few minutes of crowd work, but I was so proud of myself. Yeah. Those are the things that I'm going to concentrate on to make me happy going mm-hmm. forward. I'm not going to worry about some friend that doesn't talk to me anymore. I'm going to be like, this fills me with fulfillment, so I'm going to like doing this. I'm going to try to do it and try. Just see where I am. Just you know. But you're getting the spots, too, which is good. You need the spots. It would help if I was Louie or Bill where I could go up and do seven minutes any, like three times anywhere a night at every club. Just get up They'd wherever I want. would love to have you. Put you yeah. up. But that's fine. But either you can harp on not being able to do that, or you can say, like, I'm goddamn lucky that I can get up to the comedy store three to five times a week. Most people around this country, around the city don't have a spot like no. that. So Unless you're in at the factory of the store, you ain't getting up a bunch. Yeah. Well, you got to go do these little uh, these independent rooms. rooms. You got to ask people over and over, can I get up? Okay, how, can I then call them again four months later? Can I get up again? Jay Davis always has rooms. I don't do bars anymore. You don't do them? No. Not for just, you just made a choice not to do Artistically, them. Artistically, I don't do them anymore. Huh. See, I would still do them. Sure. They don't, they don't go for my act. 
I don't mind people doing them, but it's like, to me, it's like, I don't want to make it to seem too solemn, but like, not solemn, but serious. But like, if you're an artist who paints, paints yeah. paintings for a living, you don't put those paintings up on the back of somebody's garage. You put them up in a gallery yes. with white walls and yes. really good lighting. So that's how it's supposed to be taken in, ideally. Yes. Not, and the same thing goes for comedy clubs or something built in a better stage specifically for not it. some fucking bar where some guys at the, at the bar screaming and they were there for Monday Night idiot. Football first. yeah exactly like that is, that is not the way you're supposed to you have to when you can't get up anywhere else like, I feel thankful I don't have to do that shit anymore does that make you a stronger comedian no or it makes you, you better do it? dealing with drunks and idiots but I'm like what do you have to prepare what's your thing you have to say mm-hmm. there's also great you know crowd work I like watching some of those comics deal with that stuff mm-hmm. and I know how to do it I don't want to anymore I don't want to deal with adversity. And if you don't have adversity. to, don't. Yeah, it's like I just want to go up and do what I prepared. I want to show you this thing I prepared for you guys. This is what I got. Here if I had a play, is. I wouldn't have to deal with hecklers. If there was a play, you just keep going. Yeah. Like, here's what we prepared. Enjoy it or not. Exactly. I don't know. No, you're right. So This podcast is way too serious. It's all right, Ari. You helped me. Hopefully, I helped you. And hopefully What funny there... things did you, did you get out of? Like, funny things? Yeah. I don't know. Were the doctors cool? Did the, did the wardens, were they, who guarded you? Were there guards? Nurses. Nurses? I mean, I don't have any guards. I mean, they had nurses. Orderlies? Yeah, they I guess. They didn't do anything to you? They didn't try to hold you down or intimidate you? Uh, I had a couple when I first moved into the ICU unit. Yeah. Because I was in the first, I was in the first wing, and I, the guy was being kind of a jerk to me, the male nurse. I said, like, talk, can you talk to me like a person and not a patient? I'm yeah. not some wacko. Okay, all right, whatever. And he was like, not very nice. And so they ended up putting me in. Um, and the other girl wasn't nice, too. There was like two nurses that weren't nice to me. Sure. And so they put me in the ICU, and these guys are like yelling at me, get in here. And if you don't, if you don't, if you don't listen to us, we're going to give you a shot. I go, okay. <laughs> I'll take the pill, whatever. So they gave me a pill, not a shot. Because they're over it just because they're like through dealing with people. Yeah, these guys are older guys. I think they they're like they've been yeah. there for years and years. And And they also have to deal with people that are really little not crazy, you know, yeah, a little no, insane. Crazy. Like, yeah. Uh, you guys are all the same to me in their minds probably. Exactly. Yeah, and I man. wasn't. But so I stayed there for a few days and that one was just too many crazy people and they said, you know, he doesn't be need to be in here. That was a super crazies. Yeah. That was people talking to themselves and, and fucking screaming out of nowhere. Yes, a lot of screaming and yelling. With the people that like, didn't talk at all, just sat in the corner staring at a window. That was uh, more in the first one. The first one, there was like people just staring and uh, you just know, holding a doll. Hours. Yeah. The, um, but the third one, the addiction wing, that was probably, where, and that's where I spent most of my the time. The addiction wing? Why? They addiction. Just put you in people there. like addicted to pills or addicted to- Why were you to, there? Just because why not? Well, that's where they put me after the ICU unit. They just happened to, they had a bed available in that oh. unit, that wing, and they felt like, I guess I'd be better suited for that. And those I was. People, those people are just kicking a habit, but they're not like talking, yeah. talking to voices. No. Yeah, right. it wasn't like any weird. I mean, some one girl in there I knew was getting uh, like brain zaps. like Shock ele- treatment? Yeah. They still do that? Uh, yeah. What? Variations of it, yeah. Zap the brain. <sighs> e- uh, yeah, electrical shock therapy, whatever wow. that's called, EST. Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, I knew I just needed to. Yeah, I didn't. I was fine. I was. I, I took it as a rehab. You know, no yeah. pot, no alcohol, no internet. Just kind of let it all go out of my system while I was. But they put me on these meds. You know, that was the trade off. 
Yeah. They put me on meds. And yeah, I felt, and I lost a lot of weight, got down to 184 pounds. I felt, or 187 pounds. I felt good to be leaned out, but I wasn't taking protein and I wasn't exercising. So I kind of, that's why my weight went down. But at the end of the day, I did it. And a lot of people have been in there. You know, I, a lot of people have come up to me and go, Brody, you know, I got, I was in a, you know, I was in a hospital or, you know, they took me away or, you know, a lot of people go in there for commit, trying to commit suicide or like yeah, getting violent. Yeah. I was on Twitter. This is something new. <laughs> so they didn't know how to deal with it. Although yeah. I, I think there's some of that because it was, uh, a social media. I remember Rath going like, and who helped you a lot. Yes, Dave Rath helped me a lot. Yeah, uh, that's another guy. You were like, fuck you. Yeah. But like, totally, and he's totally cool with it. Yes, you know? we've made up. But um, he was like, he needs to sort of be isolated for a minute. And then he was like, how is he getting cell phones? Who is letting him make phone calls out? <laughs> Who's giving him Twitter? Why aren't they watching him? That's why I feel like I didn't, uh, I didn't hit my landing. Like if I didn't, put those extra photos of me because people saw me handcuffed at Starbucks and oh it's yeah. part of a bit but then they saw me I said take some pictures of me in the hospital that's when people said oh this is real this is serious yeah. but again going on record not suicidal not homicidal I was just more doing my comedy yeah. kind of I was in the moment it's like me yelling at Don Barris at the comedy store. I've had like 10 screaming matches with Don Barris at the comedy store. Yeah. That's what kind of was happening. I was sure, in one sure. of those I don't things. want to get into like, you know, too much of like what happened to you mentally. Why not? We've been. No, I I'm feel like you talked about it before on we the have. podcast. It's, no, if you want, look on Brody Stevens. Um, on just, how do you, would you search for your name? Like, could you just search on like iTunes on podcasts? Yeah, I'm on, I've been on a bunch of podcasts. But. You know, someone's. Um, I'm just gonna t- get it out I'm of my system. I'm more interested in like what was happening at that place, at you the know? hospital. Yeah, because I've never really been in one, so it was like interesting to me to hear about those things. Three square meals, wow. electric bed. It really is like a vacation, huh? That's what it was. It's like you can't go anywhere, so don't even think about it. Just right. enjoy while you're. Just enjoy the silence. That's what I did. And I watched TV. I watched the Little League World Series. I would read <laughs> magazines. I would journal. And it's pretty much all I do here. I just stay in my apartment for like three days at a time. I'm allowed to leave, but I'm like, eh. Yeah, it was like that. It was just had my own peace and quiet. And when Video I got games? out, I felt fine. And I've been feeling fine ever since. I've been out for months. I'm glad you're back. And I'm not back just yet. Fully. I won't say I'm fully back until I get my meds down to right a uh, even. Yeah, maintenance level. And that and that's the goal. So I'm, I want to get my meds at a maintenance level. Still makes you tired now. Yeah, I yeah. sleep like eleven hours a day. Wow, that sounds fun. <laughs> I, I mean, it feels good, but it's so wrong. You can't. You not. I mean, I you're you, eleven you, when hours. Of, when of, yeah, eleven hours. Your day's shot yeah. already. You're like what? You know, I could see nine hours at the most, ten maybe, yeah. but eleven. 10, only it's if like, you haven't gotten any sleep for a couple of days. The worst side effect for me was I forget what it's called. Not well, butrin. But uh, it was some small, like not famous pill. But uh, it gave me hyperphagia, which what? was the ability to eat endlessly and never feel full. That's what I got. Did you really? Yes. These pills make you eat a lot. Yeah. Like I'm, I, I can I, eat for three hours. I could just keep eating. Oh, I can't tell you how many times since I've been out of the hospital since September, how many times I've gone to Wendy's at two thirty in the morning <laughs> after I ate at. 10.30 or 11. Subway at, yeah, 10.30 or 11, a full sandwich. Like, I'm still hungry. Yeah. 
So there's and that's never a, feel satiated. Yeah, and that and that's also a side effect of these these two meds. They're yeah. eating, you know, and I've gained weight in my stomach. I'm like 211 pounds, but I've been able to oh. keep my you weight hold down. Well. You with, hold it pretty well you with hiking. Yeah, with hiking and riding the bike and all that stuff, I've been able yeah. to maintain my weight. But it is about diet, and yeah, my diet's been crappy. I had to tell myself, like, "Hey, idiot, aren't five plates of spaghetti enough?" Yeah, maybe we should stop now. And you also have sugar cravings. I'll go oh. to Seven Eleven, peanut M and M's, regular M and M's. I still do that. That's just pot. Well, I, this isn't from. Well, I guess pot does give you the munchies, but this is from the, the, the meds. Pills, yeah. I mean, people have gained 30, 40 pounds on it. But again, uh, I'm on the way back, and hopefully I just won't, uh, you know, get too much in my head and feel like I'm upsetting people and that sort of thing because I put, I've done a lot of good, good work in my, my, since the year 2000. Yeah. Show up on time. I'm responsible. I'm not fighting with strangers. You're not fighting with strangers? Oh, when I'm off my Lexapro, I did. But Dice would tell me about fights he would get into all the time you know dice is already like getting arguments with people like el pollo loco or on venice beach you know he would talk about that i've seen yeah. rogan upset with, with, people. with dice it's more like i'm gonna fuck with him in order to show my friends how i'm fucking with him uh but sometimes it wasn't and sometimes but those things just because it's dice it doesn't mean he was right right you're like uh-huh. dice you're making everybody uncomfortable here not only that stranger who you just picked on for no reason yeah you're making us uncomfortable around it I've seen it with a lot of comics. Yeah. Where I'm like, it's not a joke. You're just raging, and no one's cool with it. Yeah. It's anti-social behavior. Yeah. And we, as social people, try to put an end to that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. You can be anti-social and stay at home all day, but not when you're out in public. You can't start screaming at people. You yeah, I, I mean? did that, and uh, there you go. I would have loved to have seen you yelling at that guy at Starbucks. wasn't that bad. Yep, they do have flashlights at Adam and Eve. Male masturbators? They have. Can you they- send me the link? Yes. Um, yeah, they have flashlights. Sixty nine bucks. Seventy six nine ninety five. Yeah. But with the uh, RE yeah, discount, a flashlight, a flashlight, ice mouth, <laughs> classic jock ass. Oh, jackass flashlight. Oh, that's supposed to be like oh, butt anal oh, area. That one's cheaper. Cause don't... Oh, a flashlight well, mouth. Well, it's smaller. Sex in a candy lager. Anyway, it's there. And what's the deal you get? How much do you get? Probably 10% off. Get 50% 50? off one item when you type Ari for That's the a great offer deal. code upon checkout. Yeah. I might be getting that. Just help me get back in the game. Give me that fleshlight. We'll even throw on free shipping on your order. So that's good. So it's nothing extra. I'd like a fleshlight anal and mouth, please. <laughs> for when I'm feeling particularly frisky. Yeah. Anal and mouth. I've never gotten into it. I don't want to commit to that kind of level of depravity. I'm that afraid, is kind of weird when you're buying when you're buying devices to help. Yeah, you those things aren't for everybody, but they are for some people. They are, and if you're one of these people, it's a good deal, I guess. But like, maybe if you're away from your wife or something, you're in the military. Sure, or if you're just like, I don't know, I beat off into a sock. Some people are like, why would you live in the dark ages like that? Make it feel nicer. Some people are lotion guys. Yeah, I'm a dry guy. I've been dry. It should be lotion. It does feel better when you lube it up. I got lotion on the road when they have that lotion thing. And I can just do it onto like napkins and leave it on the floor. You do? You leave it on the floor? Hey, I don't want to touch it. You leave it on the floor for housekeeping? You know. There was this one episode of uh, Stephen King, a short story, where some, I think, uh, monkey shines. Uh Uh-huh. But some... You were masturbating to monkey shines? No. No. (laughs) 
think that's what it was, but some late some house clean, clean, uh, keeper uh-huh. um, knew like a, a Pulitzer Prize winning writer was staying in her place. Yeah, and so she saw where he beat off, and she would take it and shove it into her vagina so she could have a baby with a smart kid. Oh God! With a smart father. So I'm letting the housekeepers have that kind of. Uh, I put it, I put them in the trash or flush it down. the I'll toilet. put it in the trash a lot. That's what I'll do. But sometimes I do it in the socks and throw it on the floor, and then forget to put "Do Not Disturb" when I go for radio in the morning. Yeah, and they come back and they're folded up and put over like my, my, and I'm like, uh, oh, that was still wet. That was still moist. I felt that's bad a tough for the one. Yeah. That's a tough one. How is doing radio? Are you used to it? Having to get up and do all that stuff? Uh, it's always weird to get your um, to get like like energy up because it's morning, especially if you go to East Coast where you slept like two hours. Yeah, you get in at like let's say you get in at three a.m. or even no matter what time I get in, but three a.m. there is like midnight here, and I don't go to sleep till three a.m. here, which means I'm not tired till six a.m. there. Yeah, and I got to wake up at six thirty for radio, and then you have a show that night. Yeah, and then you got to take a nap again. That's why Saturday shows are usually better if there's, if there's radio involved. I take five-hour energy if I need to get up. I do half one, but then I can't sleep afterwards. If you only have radio for 30 minutes, now it's like, now I'm not going to sleep after this. Yeah. I took a five-hour energy today. You sound peppy. Helps keep your crying to a limited to a limited. Kept my crying to a, five-hour energy will help keep your crying to a limited. <laughs> five-hour energy will help keep your crying to a minimum. If, they, if you guys want to sponsor us too, Five Hour Energy, we could totally Yeah, I, I love Five It helps me exercise. You can totally support. Gives me a little, gives me a little you know, shot in the arm. Would you make a video for Five Hour Energy if they paid you for it? Yeah. It does help me. And I, I need that kind of help right now, being that I'm you know, kind of lethargic. Well, if any of my, however many listeners, 100,000 or whatever it is. Listens, you have 100,000? I don't know. It's somewhere like that. That's I no great. Idea. I don't check numbers. I don't check ratings. I don't check any of that stuff. I do stuff because I like it. It's you nice think, that people like it too, but it's like, whatever. Just do stuff because you enjoy it. I think people are listening to this podcast. Yeah. We, we're talking. We're not doing shtick. We're keeping it real. It, it got real. It got real. Now we're kind of like landing the plane. We're landing. Yeah. And, but it was also um, funny too. We had some funny moments. Uh-huh. I want to say thank you, Ari. How long have you been on for? Two hours? It's a long one. An hour 58 and I still got to record an intro. All right. <laughs> I'm good. I don't want to like meander. No, we're anymore. not. It's fine. We de- we got to the topics. We I, it was the first one I meandered that much in the beginning. It was yeah. 30 minutes before we got to the topic. But you know what? We're just talking. And when I've done these podcasts, when I was like yeah. performing, I got yeah. negative feedback. But every time I just talk, yeah, I get good feedback. Because then you being comfortable, funny you comes out. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. In a conversation, I don't mind people preparing something, but you know, we did. We talked about yeah. the UCLA stuff. But obviously, I have some things I need to work out through a professional talk therapist, and I'm going to do that, and I'm going to feel better. When are you going to do it? Huh? When are you going to do it? I'm going to look for it this week. You're going to look for it this week? I need to get a talk therapy. I need to do online traffic school. I need to look into... I have to submit some bills to insurance. Oh, shit. i got to get flights to Minneapolis. And I've got to... So bad with errands. Yeah. we got to do that. Got to do errands. But you can okay. get a flight 24 hours a day. You go online. I know, but it. I keep going, like, oh, i got to do that. And eventually it's going to be inside three weeks, and all the, t- all the, all the seats are going to be gone. Yeah. So you might as well do it today it, real quick. It. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. So I had a well, great time, much, Ari. Buddy. I appreciate it. Ari, thank you. Thank you. thank you for letting me be myself. Okay. Online, you are All Things Brody. All Things Brody on Twitter. Uh, you have a website, too? I do, you anymore, which is not updated. But it used to be one of the best blog sites there were. A lot of blogs. If they knew your voice, your comedic voice, those things would just pop. All those stories would pop out. Yeah. They well, they're still like up you. there. 
That's good. That's still relevant. You can go to Stephen Brody Stevens or BrodyStevens.com. Either one at Legion of BrodyStevens.com, basically. And I have a lot of my old blogs up there, a lot of my archives. So if you want to just... Stephen Brody Stephen Stevens. Stephen Brody Stevens. So if you just want to scan through and dig, there's some stuff there. You know, I have you as my cell phone ring right now. You do? Yeah. What call, does it say? Call me. Call me. I, want to I was recording sound bites of you in the back one day trying to get a good cell phone ring. You want me to call you? Yeah, call me. I asked if you minded, and you said you didn't. So I just like kept rec- like holding my phone up to the speakers. Okay, I'm going to call you. Yeah. I'm going to call Ari Shafir right so, now. So every time, uh, yeah, this will be in my pocket. It'll just come out. It makes people laugh. It makes like Rogan laugh. Or really? Because they laugh. Because yeah, like, what? Is that Brody? Okay. It says <laughs> call. Here we go. It says call. The call is being made. I don't have to. Do I do anything on my end? No, uh-uh. Okay, I'm calling you. Calling mobile. Ari Shafir. That's a cool little picture of me. It is. I like how it's not. Oh, it's yeah, it's just a loop, it's just a ringtone. That's How'd court, you do that? That's Court laughing. Can you hear Court's laugh? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I remember that set. I held it right up. Yeah, you were just, just yelling at the crowd. And how do you fun. do? You made that ringtone on your own? Yeah, I held it. I did voice memos. Held it up to the speaker. Uh huh. In the back, on one of those shitty nothing nights. Yeah. You know, hold the speaker after after a minute. You hadn't said anything like really cool, like. Don't fuck with me. I'm from Reseda. If I got a soundbite like that, I'd be like, cool, I got it. Yeah. But if nothing happened like that for a while, I'd stop, delete, start again. And if I got something, I'd stop right there and then you trim the memo. Trim the memo. Then I think send it to yourself or drag it to your iTunes. Then uh-huh. drag it out. Change it from an MP3 to an M4A. Uh-huh. Just literally. Uh, this is just a quick edit. I actually looked and it's M4R. Uh, M4R, not M4A. I was wrong. So... Not way wrong, but wrong. All right. Back to your regularly scheduled programming. As you drag it from iTunes to your desktop, you just, yeah. it'll say, you know, like, whatever you name it, Brody Ringtone. Yeah. You just change the P3 to 4A. Uh-huh. Drag it back into iTunes. And when you sync up, it's now one of your ringtones. I need help with it. It seems pretty easy, but yeah, not that easy. Once you know it, it seems, yeah. But it's like, yeah, yeah. You have to, you have to do it. I know I'm not good mean. at that. It took me a while to get to learn how to do it. Man. I wish I could do that. It's fun. And you get fun ringtones. But you have to you, you utilize your, your laptop with that. You have to like load it into iTunes. Into iTunes, I think, yeah. You, you, and you, I know you can take voice memos and put them in iTunes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like that. But once it's in there, you drag it out. Uh-huh. Change the... Change the um, Convert to four, MP4 or something. To M4A. And then you put it and back. And then drag it back into iTunes with, under the new file name. There'll be a BrodyStevens.mp3. There'll be a BrodyStevens.m4A. And you name it ringtone or and whatever. The M4A is. I'll show you right here. The M4A. Where's back on the old masturbators? Um, it just goes to uh, on your iTunes. It just okay, goes I've to seen these. Ringtones. Yeah, like voice memos. Where's ringtones? Uh, don't see them. I do not see them. Oh. Tones? Podcasts, radio, tunes, pod, Maybe TV. Tones. Yeah, here. Tones. Yeah. Here's one another one from your view. I get it. Oh, yeah, it's too low. Is that you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you and you labeled it. Yeah, and here's another one. Let me turn this way up so I can get this. Hold on. This is cool. This is cool. This is the other one I did of you. And so I went back and forth a few times. It's an adult video in Chatsworth. 
Oh. Oh, here's the last one. Oh, there's a couple. There's a few. Now I gotta do this. <laughs> now I gotta do this. And you drag that into your tones. Now I gotta do this. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna I'm going to um, add one of these to my website. And if you want, uh, if I if I can figure out a way to make a ringtone, um, I'll leave the file up there, and everyone can have a Brody Stevens ringtone if you like. <laughs> Rage against the machine poetry slam. Kind of remember that. Yeah, I made Zeppelin ringtones or whatever, and then uh, they're great. I like it. Yankees win. That's John uh, Sterling. Yep. Uh, I think I deleted it. I want to make it again this year. Yeah, I deleted it. It's deleted. On my it. hard drive. Wow, that's pretty cool, Ari. I didn't know you could make Mr. Ringtone Guy. <laughs> I'm not that smart with computers, too. Yeah, I need to get a little bit better. But. Yeah, we learned that good at the end. I didn't see that coming. A little ringtone. A little, uh, yeah, you learned something here or there. Machine poetry slam. Let's hear it from the, from the voice of the master. Rage against the machine poetry slam. <laughs> yes. Where is Zach De La Rocha? Tom, get over here. The drummer guy and the dude who climbed. Did the guy from Rage Against the Machine climb up? Mount uh... Everest? No, I think it was a guy from Green Day. No, the Rage Against, Rage Against the Machine guy climbed up something on an award show on the Emmys. Oh, and he got yeah. like arrested in yeah, New York. Yeah, yeah. He, did a, he did like a protest of some kind. Yeah, he did something I weird. Think it was MTV Awards. Yeah, he climbed up and they couldn't get him down. He wouldn't come down. Yeah. And then the guys from Green Day. Talked him down? No, at another award show, they climbed up on something too. I think oh, the yeah. drummer did. I just Musicians remember seeing crazy that. with all their climbing. They are cl- crazy. They're climb crazy. They're climb crazy. Uh, also, in this climate week's, crazy. This week's uh, LA Weekly is it this week's? It's December out on newsstands now. Twenty second. Uh, there's an article on Bertie Stevens and his uh, trip into insanity or whatever. I don't well, know. just kind of documented so, what happened and what was going on. And so pick up the LA Weekly or go online. It's probably LA Weekly's online too. Go look at it online, and hopefully, I won't get in trouble for I'll put a being link to that open. On my and no, you won't. Whatever. All right, so we're done. It's just so fucking long. Two hours. Yeah. So they'll break it up, right? Yeah, I try not to break them up. I Are you going to edit this? No, we just talk. There's nothing to edit out. Yeah. If we went off on a really slow tangent that went nowhere with a lot of trash talk on people we didn't really feel that way about, yeah, I might be like, eh, we don't want to pretend to stick to that. That's not how he felt. Kept it positive. Kept it Kept positive. Kept it moving. Yeah. Kept it informative. Uh-huh. They're seeing... They're People listening to something. two comedians speak back and forth, <laughs> spending the time, putting the effort out, which we did. Thank Making you. friends. Making friends, reaching out across the interstates in America. Truckers, kids in cubicles, All right. college students in a library, <laughs> an Irish dude drinking. We get, yeah, people in Ireland are listening. Yeah. I want to say hello to Ireland. Oh, yeah. What'd you say about when I saw you in Montreal? That this kid recognized me in Dublin from the podcasts. He knew you. Yeah. He knew me. He knew about Death Squad. He knew about everybody. Yeah, you did another one of my podcasts with Don Barris talking about crowd warm-up. We did? A skeptic Tank, yeah. Oh, you need us When to we were that. still at Red Bands. All you did, guys, was argue back and forth the whole time. Yeah, but, Don uh, was but yeah, uh, That's available arguing. still on DeathSquad.tv or on their iTunes or on my website, too. It points to there. Yeah, I want to get a pod. I'm going to get – well, I've been doing Broad and Little Esther. Sure, but, but out, we're on out of baseball. Add a baseball thing to it too. Sorry. Baseball, it's in me. I sure. know it. I get it. Ath- Why not do it? Or sports in general. 
yeah. centered on baseball. You're so, right. It's going to help me. Fuck yeah. And I want to go on the road. If you want to book me, I'll do... Who's your booking agent right now? Say it right now. Andrew Skickney at the agency group has been booking me for festivals and road gigs. So okay, if you're interested, Andrew Skickney at the agency group.com, actually. Okay, perfect. So contact him if you want Brody at your festival. You want me doing 45 to an hour. I will do a Q&A. I will do a slideshow. I will do some web videos. And I'll do a meet and greet before. No, do them after. This is nice, bro. This is a very uplifting. And, and, like, uh, yeah, and I'm reliable. I don't miss flights. I won't get into. You don't have to worry about me flipping out. I have. Uh, I do have references. You have references? Yeah. What kind of references? Just people who say, yeah, I've seen Brody the last five months, and he's Zach. He's, Zach Galifianakis. Possibly Zach. He's one of your friends. But That's pretty high reference. Just somebody who's seen me, like uh, Jesus of Hollywood. You're gonna phone. You're gonna text. I took it off mute so I could so I could show you what the f- ringtone was. Okay. So I do have references if you need that. No one needs references. Brody Stevens, positive energy, all things Brody on Twitter, doing great. I'm gonna say good night, Ari. Thank you very much. Bye, guys. <laughs>